smashed. You what? I get no bitches. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of multiple generations. And just because it is a special month, a special time of the year, greetings and salutations to my non-binary and my LGBTQIA plus allies and friends. Welcome to the Gresh Unleashed podcast. I am your purveyor of mischief, Gresh, and this is another installment of the Gresh Unleashed podcast. And joining me, as always, is the queen of mischief, the queen of rebels, Swallow the Bandit. What is going on, queen rebel? Hey, everybody. Um, So uh, today is actually a good day. Um, I got a chance to hit up to 150 sit-ups so far which is not an easy thing to achieve. <laughs> it really isn't. Like, it's actually kind of great. Um, but if you do that and then you're doing Russian twist too, it hurts. So I'm still in pain for that. No matter how much I laugh, it still hurts. Um, like now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, I was able to do that today. Um, also, um, it was nice outside. So that was pretty great. Um, got Man, a chance it was hot. to get some sun. I got a little bit of sun. I ain't stay out too long. But. It was hot. It's 92 degrees out here, right? <sighs> I know I don't like the cold, but I miss the cold. No, I don't. <laughs> like, my thing is, this, at least if I'm going to be in some heat, let me be in some heat and I can still breathe. But, you know, that don't, that don't happen out here. Like, not like that. <laughs> that does not happen. <laughs> but uh, um, other than that um it's been great also um i got a chance to see top gun maverick so if anybody who has not seen the classic top gun i recommend you see that first before you go see the second one which is really good by the I, way i've never really seen good. either one of them in my life so uh yeah it's it's good i don't watch t- i don't watch content all the time like i'm always working on content so if i'm not watching it's That's like I got I, I gotta remember to eat sometimes. So it's like people <laughs> I need people to put me up on game because I'm like, what? What are, what are you talking about? What is there to what is going on? I, I, I tell tell me what's going on. I, I don't know what's going on, but I do know what's going on today, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna be actually it's the start of officially TNA retro month. It's also yeah. it's, it's, it's Pride Month, but we're also going to take it back to the TNA days because uh, or the Impact days because you, you never know. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm kind of tired of watching modern wrestling outside of uh, AEW. I'm just not. I'm. I'm. I know. I try. I try to keep WWE in my mind, but it's like outside of Roman Reigns. I know it just yeah. Cody Rhodes, <laughs> Seth Rollins, <laughs> like. <laughs> What is there to keep up with? It's like it feels like every time I watch Raw, every time I watch SmackDown, it's literally the same matches over and over and over and over. And for some reason, they kept firing people. I'm like, you need the help. You need the help. Why are you firing people? I never so, understood that at all. So like, it's like at this point, instead of me getting on social media and bitching and moaning about what I can't change, I'm just gonna move on with my life. And I'm like, hey. 
what is what a perfect time because I believe it is 20 years since TNA came into existence. Now it's known mm-hmm. as Impact Wrestling. So 20 yeah, years. People yes. thought they was gonna die in four. <laughs> People thought it was gonna die in like 10. And I'm honestly, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I'm surprised they survived Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm truly surprised that they like both. And ironically, fun story. I never held I never heard of TNA until 2010. Like, no, scratch that. 2008, when I accidentally ordered it on pay-per-view by mistake, because I was just scrolling through pay-per-view. I think- and I think it, that's when I got into TNA too. It was either, yeah, it's either 2007 or eight. It's one of the years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, 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 found, I stumbled upon it, upon it like accidentally 2008 because <laughs> I ordered it on pay per view by mistake. I had to pay it back. Sorry, Pastor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I had to. Uh, so I was like, I think it was a sacrifice pay per view in 2008. So it was like Kevin Nash and also. So the first people I saw was like, I'm like, this ain't WWE. Who, what is this? So I watched <laughs> it, this, that, and the third, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. I never really followed up with it until 2010. So I'm like, and then I was when the Hogan era, and you know, the whole it went downhill yeah. after that because they basically did uh, they put it in favor of all Hogan and his friends as opposed to the talent that's been there since day one. So fortunately, I picked for our TNA review. To start us off, we, obviously we're going to get to the AEW double or nothing. We're going to do a speed round, so other than get a chance to check it out, but I'm gonna get my thoughts on it and the long show that it was to the point where I was hung over all day. The day I, <laughs> I was drinking so much beverages all day. The day, the, the, the trying day, to stay awake, <laughs> trying to stay awake because it literally went to 12:30, 12:45. So I'm, I'm. What drinking, time did it start? It started at eight. But I know they had like was, the buy-in. Too, the buy-in was at like seven, so oh, seven uh, to midnight for me <laughs> because you know I'm look. I wasn't gonna watch the buy-in, but then you saw a hook and Danhausen on it, so I'm like, I gotta watch it because because <laughs> I'm not gonna call myself a hooker, but I'm hook is growing on me, so I'm like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll check it out. Checked it out. Oh, I ain't started drinking man. until the actual pay per view because I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna drink at seven o'clock. I'm gonna at least wait to eight eight thirty. So. By the time eight thirty hit, that's when we that's when the, the beverages start coming out, the gin and juice. And then <laughs> all the way to twelve thirty, I'm drinking it. Then soon as the very next day, the very next day, I'm like, I do I thought I'm I'm like, I don't I, I feel I feel cool. I'm like, I'm, I'm sort of but then my I said I feel good, but then my stomach said, You thought so you think not, you asshole. Why are you why are you up right now? Because I get up at my normal time, seven, eight o'clock. As soon as seven, eight o'clock hit, I'm like, they like, uh, no, I think not. So I'm drinking some water, threw that up. Drinking some oh, orange juice. No. Drinking some orange juice, threw that up. <laughs> drinking some Powerade, threw that up. I said, Oh, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> wow, this up. So I spent the whole Monday just recovering. I'm like, Oh my god, I can't do nothing. I can't record content because I feel like shit. I said, I, I, I'm, I'm like, never. If I, do, I'm not. If I ever drink again, I'm like, Yo, I'm not drinking during the AEW pay per view because it seems like every time I do something with the AEW pay per view with them long ass shows, they love. Some shit always hit the fan with me the very next day. <laughs> but we're gonna get to it. But uh, if you are new around here, ladies and gentlemen, 
if you are new around here, this is the Gresham Leach Podcast, and we are not able to be here without our Patreon backers over on patreon.com slash Gresh Digital. We appreciate every last one of you guys for supporting the podcast, whether you are in the $1 tier or the $10 tier. And it, without you guys, I probably would have gave up on this content creation stuff two years ago. That's when this the Patreon was created. And without you guys, I wouldn't be able to do it without there. And going forward, if you are watching, listening in the video format, because I just figured out that we got a ticker now in the software that we use, I am going to be putting your 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 names at the bottom of each of each video so you guys can be a part of the show in in verbatim so make sure it's names that you guys want to see displayed because i know some people use utilize their real names it can be whatever name you want just don't go out of pocket like the, the guys over at deadlock don't go out of pocket like them because you, you be seeing dick the cop johnson and all them people mm -mm. that's too much <laughs> no, just just put, put, a, put a, you can put a funny name you could put whatever the case may be but your name going forward will be at the at the bottom part of the podcast going forward so we might as well get into it. we're going to be getting into tna slammiversary 2006 did you catch yeah. that that poster I, I did a research on the poster and for some reason they had monty brown on it instead of run the truth killings who's oh, in the match who's in the king of the mouth match yeah so i was like one or two things either monty brown was a part of it and he had to pull out or they just say in their mind, running true killings and Monty Brown look the same when they're when they don't look the same. Our truth okay. has dreads. <laughs> like, we don't all look alike, motherfucker. Thank uh, you. <laughs> when is everybody gonna grasp that concept? Like we don't, no, we, all don't. Look alike. we do not all look alike. <laughs> just oh my god. I can't stress that enough. Like, I, 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 I don't under, I don't understand it. I I I truly don't. What don't y'all get? We don't look alike. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so we started off TNA Slammiversary with the opening package, or oh, the opening promo package, which was pretty retro to get you hyped for the King of the Mountain match, which was which featured three former NWA World Heavyweight Champions in this match, which was Jeff Jarrett, mm -hmm. R Truth. And I believe the current NWA World Heavyweight Champion, which was Christian Cage. And then you had yeah. Abyss, who was the NWA. Because around this time, they were still a part of NWA. It wasn't TNA World Champion, TNA Tag Team mm -hmm. Champions. It was still NWA. The gimmick for this one is the this is the one, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And uh, I still liked it, though, even when I watched it again. I was like, you know, I still like this match. <laughs> What did like you it. what did you what did you think about the um pyro for the uh the opening like the classic pyro setup like you know how they got the two tunnels on both sides one for the heels mm -hmm. and one for the day face what you think about mm -hmm. that like do you think do you think um we need to see more of that because I know AEW does it now with the yeah they do stage. but I like I don't know why but I liked it when it when it was on opposite sides of the ring like you had yes. on two different it's yeah I think is I think that's better off that way anyway instead of everybody just coming out the same like on the same side area. like it, yeah, it felt different it felt different so it's like oh okay cool like when I saw that I'm like oh man cuz I very rarely see or watch anything in 2006 in TNA cuz I was around that time I was still watching WWE fully so I didn't even know TNA existed <laughs> at that point. So I don't know. But um, 
to start off the the while the pyro was going off, Team 3D and the James gang didn't even wait for the pyro to stop for some reason. They were fighting all over the place. They apparently started brawling to a pre-show when I think Mike Tanay said it on, on commentary. Oh, there was there was fight during the pre-show. I'm like, I did not see that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, so dang, the, like, can I do you should I really go back to the pre-show and watch that first before I get into it? I don't even think it exists. I don't even think it exists. So I appreciate them for letting me know because some because some some commentary teams nowadays I don't even they don't even tell us. They just no. They just uh, assume. Or they the, say that the last minute after it's like they're way like, oh over, yeah, like, it started. Month, like, like I'll say I'll give it like maybe like thirty minutes in, and you just like, dang, I ain't know nothing about that. Like, I'm like, oh okay, thank, uh, thank, thank you for telling me, Jim. Uh, <laughs> oh, we started off with Team 3D versus the James Gang in a bingo hall brawl. Uh, Kip James and Billy Gunn still look the same. Mm-hmm. Billy Gunn slash Kip James because they're the same. They're the same person. They still look alike. They still look the same, even though he's a little bit bigger. Like he's he's above his shit. Um, <laughs> both teams were brawling all over, and Devon and BG James ended up in the LAX arena, and both men got shown on some wrestling video game shit. <laughs> I said, wait, wait, because oh, they were brawling in the crowd. Like the crowd was hyped. I, I, like. It was all over the place, and then out of nowhere, I just saw them getting jumped. I'm like, wait, did did, did someone think this was real and actually jump people? It was just LAX. And then you had a moment where um, BG James thought he dapped up um, Conan, and he thought he was about to get a, a ally, and then Conan said, gotcha, bitch, bam, and just, just started. <laughs> he said, oh, you thought? Nah, we, we mm and B- like, mm. BG BG James was like, yeah, we got him, we got him, Kip. And then Conan said, We, we. <laughs> <Bam>. <laughs> 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 oh, we. Uh. And, like, we ain't no we up in here. Uh so they brought they the raw continued and into the crowd and it was fan interactions with the steel chair and then Kip came with the trash can lit. So it was it was it was literally it literally felt like a video game with this brawl. Everybody picking up chairs and stuff felt like ECW if you watch ECW stuff. So they picking up chairs and giving it to them. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> These crowd this crowd is nuts. I loved it though. Uh they uh Brother Ray then pulled out a bra. From the trash can for some reason. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I noticed that too. I was like, wait a minute, where you get this bra from? Like, wait, wait, first of all, how did the bra end up being in the trash can in the first place? <laughs> like, like one girl was so mad that she just took up her bra. I was like, you know, I, I throw it away. Like, <laughs> like how does how does that work? <laughs> Like make, make like make that wardrobe make, malfunction. I understand that, but um, like make, make it make sense. <laughs> you you can't. It it was it was it threw me off, bro. I was like, uh, this popped somebody in the back. This had to be a rib. Like it, it didn't. It confused. It, I was confused for like thirty seconds, and then he pulled out a tre- a cheese grater and started just going ham on um Kip's like forehead. He like it, we got blood, so I was like, hey. No time to turn up, cause I love you know I love me some blood. <laughs> Devon then went for the what's up, but BG got the trash can up and caused Devon to headbutt the trash can, and then Bully Ray used a golf club to uh, hit the man in the nuts with the trash can lid. I'm like, and if you follow me on Twitter, I actually <laughs> I actually tweet 
my reaction to it because I was I'm watching it while I tweeted. I'm like, oh, this is this is disrespectful. Grace, we going in on Twitter, y'all. Like for real, like we ever want something to laugh at? <laughs> I don't make like I don't make sense most of the time. <laughs> Listen, that, my Twitter exists strictly to crack me up. Like if you find my tweets funny, cool. If you don't, keep it pushing. Like I promise you, you don't have Man. to. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have but to. But it be two so cents. accurate. That's what I be like tripping out the most. I'm like, watch this so right. <laughs> oh man, I was like, man, I can't. <laughs> Dev taxes and Gresh tweeting random shit. <laughs> Team 3D then then hit up with the uh hit Kip with the Doomsday device and Kip kicked out of that. Shouts out to the Road Warriors. Uh the crowd wanted tables and then they brought it out and then for some reason they said we want fire. I'm like, y'all some sick bastards. Yeah. Like, but I but I agree. Yeah, I like you know I I don't I'm mind. not really mad, but yeah, like, like, like y'all some, think about it. Y'all some sick Y'all savages, but I'm game. Like, like hey, I'm I, I don't condone fire and violence, but I'm not against it either. You are gonna love the anarchy in arena, like if like I know you didn't see the that, that match. We're gonna get to it, but oh, you you gonna enjoy. <laughs> like I don't condone it, but I mean I don't. I'm not against <laughs> it, like. Like, hey, <laughs> do 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 your thing. Do, do, you do. <laughs> Obviously, the match progressed, and then Team 3D hit the 3D through the table, and Team 3D picked up the win in a chaotic brawl. I don't know why they called it the Bingo Hall brawl. I guess because of the whole ECW thing, but it was it was all over the place. I, I my thirst for blood was quenched within the first 15 minutes of this show, and I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah, blood. <laughs> Then we go to the back with Jack Jarrett. He cut a promo. We got a slap nuts promo with JB, Jeremy Barash, talking about uh, Jarrett's uh, life and career. Jeff, De- Jeff Jarrett declared he was he will regain the title. And then out of nowhere, Larry Zabisco came to tell Jeff that he was right about the new face of TNA management it is who he thought it was. And they were making a whole big deal about, T- about being the face of TNA management. And I'm like, Okay, uh, this is a impact gimmick, but we're on a pay per view. But anyway, moving on. Then we get a Team Canada versus Rhino match. It was a nice little handicap match. Scott Diamore is the current VP of Impact. Uh, I never had the pleasure of seeing his work as a manager. Uh, he was out here talking all that trash about getting rid of Rhino, and soon as he, soon as Rhino ran out, Diamore just ran up the ramp. Like he stole some somebody's check or something. And he was like, uh, yeah, let me go that way. Uh, it was a typical coward heel manager and client versus the angry meathead. I pretty much tuned out of most of this match. What do you think about this match? I mean, no big deal. I was okay. I was just like, uh, yeah, I'm like, all right. Obviously, the match yeah. progressed, and then Rhino Gord Scott to pick up the win, and the crowd went insane on that Gord. Like, they popped for it. I'm like, whoa, okay. Rhino was over as hell in Impact. Makes sense. Then we get a Samoa Joe promo. Joe is interviewed by JB, and he's asked about facing Scott Steiner for the first time. I'm like, huh, this is the first time. I never... Mm-hmm. I remember... I, I noticed that, too. I was like, dang, it's the first time they're going to... Joe, Joe, Joe was looking mad young here. 
Like, why did he get that I'm sexy look? Like, he was sitting there looking like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. He's he like, you know, Scott Steiner, he, he, he has that, he has that fuse, and I'm going to light the match. Man, men I'm, trip me out when they do this right here. That jump, they I'm like, yo, like you need some chapstick, like just say so. Like, hey, it's like, plenty in the back, bro. Like, hey, I know you're a nice chicken head. I hate but, when hey. men do that. Hey, um, I hate it so much. I'm hungry for the booty. Like, no, G- give me the booty. If you're gonna give me a astral conversation, first of all, stop doing that. Like, because <laughs> I'm gonna laugh at you, like, I'm doing now. Like, I'm like, you goofy, get out of here. Like, <laughs> you don't get away from me. <laughs> I can't deal. Like, I just can't. <laughs> like, you know, you never been in love like I've been in love. You never felt like, bro, I'm sounding like an 80s. The like, whole RB <laughs> song, like, <laughs> you never been. <laughs> you know, I would be like, yo, who hurt you? Like, <laughs> I'm like the kids say. I'm like the kids say, ratio L, you fell off. Oh no. Ratio. Not ratio. You fell off. (laughs) Yeah. Get this man. That's how Joe was looking, bro. Like, I'm like, yo, why are you looking sexy, bro? Oh my goodness. Like, wait a minute. Like, hold on. He had the nice little slick back hair. Like, he was sitting in the, like, the, if you look at the ambiance in the room, this man was literally just sitting back, looking like the, the, the lights were dim. Like, the like everything was low. I'm like, bro, why are you looking so, like, who are you trying to pick up? <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 are we trying to, who are we trying to recruit? Like, like, are we, right, like, are you working the camera? Or you like, trying uh, to go out on a date? What you trying like, to yo, do? Yo, what, what's going on? Like this, like this man' eyes was closed, <laughs> like halfway. He, mm, like, just switching. I'm about like, to, I'm about to, I'm about to whoop this. I'm about to whoop this old fuck's ass. But I'm about like, to... come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this man here. <laughs> Joe, like I said, Joe flips the switch and says he's prepared for the Steiner short fuse and he'll be standing in the ring lighting the fuse. So it, it was like a nice little promo from Joe, but I just couldn't get past him like doing a sexy look, bro. Like <laughs> Then we got some X Division match uh, up next, X Division ranking match. Number one contender for the X Division championship is Senshi, formerly known as Loki versus Shark Boy versus Petey Williams versus Jay Lethal versus Alex Shelley versus Sanjay Dutt. In a, I guess it was one, two, three, four. It was a six pack, but I know <clears throat> when I was listening, to, when I was watching the entrances, I know I take shots at the current WWE themes, like they all sound the same and they're pretty much ass cheeks outside of a select few. But these songs that they came out to were generic as hell. I'm like, what is who is what is this music? <laughs> I was trying to figure out what was this music was. Uh, they explained the rules to this in the beginning, and I forgot. But as the match went on, it was uh. An elimination tag team match, but not a tag team match. It was like the only way they it was like they had to tag in and out. Like I don't I don't know. Um it was maybe you understood it, but I didn't. <laughs> so um mm. but uh as the, it was a nice it was a nice um sequence of like I'm not finna give you a play by play of everything that went down in this match because it was I was literally focused on this match. 
But Senshi and Lethal's chop sound like gunshots. I ain't gonna lie. When they was chopping, because for some reason Senshi or Low Key, he was he was out to kill people. <laughs> he was he was he was yeah. just smacking people. I'm like, yeah. sir, like why you? I was literally getting mad. Like, like, why are you so angry? I do. I was like, I believe it did. That look like it hurt. Uh, as the match went on, Sanjay Dutt was so smooth at this point. It's actually, it was actually insane. Like his his execution. Like for people who know, I'm actually studying. So it's like when I'm studying people's like style of wrestling, he was so smooth in his transitions and his executions. Like, it was actually insane at this point. I'm surprised they didn't do more with him. I mean, they did a little bit with him, but they didn't do a lot with him after this. Um, Sanjay tried to do the sprinkler on the top rope. Like he was doing the catwalk, like the Undertaker's old school. He got mm-hmm. hung up, and then he got a rope burn on the in the balls. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, you you deserve that. Shit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you asked for that. How about that? Uh, I, I, oh yeah, I, I, I get. It. I was like, oh, the disrespect, the disrespect. <laughs> Alex Shelley was eliminated after a German suplex from Lethal. That German suplex was was brutal. <laughs> and then, obviously, this at this point, the Canadian Destroyer was actually built up to actually be legit. So uh, a Canadian Destroyer on Jay Lethal, uh, he was eliminated before it became a transitional move, like I said, because it seems like everybody does a Destroyer now as a transition move and not a finish. Sorry, Petey. Uh <laughs> Petey then went for an avalanche destroyer, but was stopped. And then Sanjay connected with a sliced bread. And then Senshi connected with the Warriors Way double stump to eliminate Williams. I like that entire sequence. That's why I wrote it down. If I didn't write it down, sorry. Uh, I know we talk a lot. I'll, I'll talk about who's the best commentary duo of all time. But when I was paying attention to this match, Mike Tanay and Don West mm-hmm. deserve to be in the top five in my book. At least a top five. Because it seems like... They it's like they didn't mumble, they didn't stumble, they didn't. Yeah, like make, I, I, they actually went like I was like, you know, I like them. They didn't make the they didn't make the com they didn't make the commentary about them. They was just like boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. Let's let's just sell this. Mm-hmm. Let's let's keep it going. Uh, so I I I will put Don West and Mike Tanay in my at least yeah, in I my top. I like them. They did so. a pretty good job. Like they were great. Since she hit a sick Warriors way from the tree or woe position to pick up the win on Sanjay Dutt and become the number one contender for the exhibition title. So at some point, we got a Samoa Joe versus Senshi match because he's the exhibition champion at this point. Like I said, this match was fun to see. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's actually on YouTube. So if you follow us on Patreon, I actually post what the retro review is going to be. And we actually, it's public, so you don't have, it's not behind a paywall. So it's public. So you guys can watch it along with us so you can know and join in on the phone, whatever we review it live on the podcast for the month of TNA month. Next up, we get a Kevin Nash and Alex Shelley promo. Uh, JB is with Nash and Shelley. Uh, Nash is doing the X Division Challenge. Um, when I was watching this, I was like, didn't they do this shit before? But then <laughs> it was five years later with Abyss. So it seems like when they don't have nothing for the big man to do, they'll just throw the big guys to bully the X Division for a bit because it seemed like that was like a recurring thing i think they did it with abyss and i believe they did it with team 3d at one point so it seems like it's a recurring thing where it's like they don't have nothing for the big man to do so it's like hey let's go put bully the smaller guys mm. <laughs> and then that 
that led into the X Division Challenge. It was a typical big man versus little man match. It was uh, Chris Sabin versus Kevin Nash. I actually enjoyed this one too. Like it was two back to back matches that I personally enjoyed because it's like I don't mind my typical David versus Goliath match if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's just something thrown together, I don't care. But if it's something like if it makes sense, yeah, I watch it. I'm down. <laughs> Saban, Saban brought like he brought it to Nash right out of the gate, and that, as Nash was reeling on the outside, he called for Alex Shelley. So it basically became into a like an unofficial handicap match. Like as the match progressed, Nash was actually bumping for Shelley, but it became a a, a opposite of a squash match as I was expecting, and it became a handicap match. And did you catch the referee's attire at this point? <laughs> what the hell was they wearing? I was trying to figure out for I'm like. What who who chose this? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Um, so that's that's what you gonna wear? Oh, okay. Like I like <laughs> it, it was it was distracted for a bit because I was like, what is this? I'm what like, wait is a this? minute. <laughs> like, what wait. what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Like, we can wear that now. <laughs> like, like, oof. Uh, but obviously, the match was a hand. It was too much to bear for Chris Saban. Kevin Nash hit the jackknife powerbomb to pick up the win. Like I said, this was a solid match, and this was before Motor City Machine Guns was a thing. So, if you were a fan of Motor City Machine Guns, this is kind of deja. Vu. If you've never seen this before, this kind of deja vu because you, I'm used to them teaming up. I never saw them opposed. Uh, next up, we get an AMW. America's Most Wanted is backstage with Gail Kim talking to JB. The NWA World's Tag Team titles are on the line at, against AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. And as this match progressed, I remember that this is the match that they use in highlight packages for years to come. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't notice it until I saw saw the celebration. Uh, Gail Kim apparently is a problem for them, and she don't know why, but she she can see why she is a distraction. And I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, she was looking good here. I'm like, I don't, I don't mind me some Asians. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all for my, my, my black queens. But hey, man, if you're a good looking Asian, I'll, hey, I'm looking respectful. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> next okay. up, next up, we get America Most Wanted defends the NWA World's Tag Team Championships against AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. It's an eight month title reign, the longest at that point. This was a last chance for Daniels and Styles because I believe that they've faced them two other times and then they it was they always cheated to win in some way, shape, or form. Oh. During the match, it was Happy Father's Day to Wildcat Chris Harris's dad. So this was actually on Father's Day, and I was like, okay, Chris Harris was a, was a dick, but it was fun. Uh, I know Randy Orton's drop kick is talked about being the best, but AJ Styles might give him a run for his money. His drop kick is beautiful mm-hmm. and crisp. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, there was a moment where Daniels hit back to back drop toe holes on both Harris and Storm, and it made them sixty nine each other. And um, Daniels Storm stomped uh, Storm's face into Harris's ball, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's yeah." <laughs> when they did the six nine, I did I did utter a pause for a minute? I was like, "Pause, hold on." I just I just had to hit I just had to hit a pause. That's like it happens. Uh, AMW was working AJ for a minute until AJ finally connected with some knees and Styles hit a beautiful Pele kick from from the top, and Daniels 
uh, then came in for the hot tag. And it was like, like I'm saying, like I was literally paying attention to this match. Like I'll say it at the end, but this was a masterclass for tag team wrestling. If you, if you were a fan of tag team wrestling and it's like, if you're studying tag team wrestling, this is one of those matches. I feel like a lot of people should look back on if they haven't already. And if it's not talked about enough, that's a problem. It's the fun thing is it isn't talked about. I don't hear a lot of people like, talking about it. Ain't, it ain't getting it's not giving a lot of credit. Like, and I feel and I think I feel like it's the reason why it's not talked about a lot is because it's a lot of tag team matches that has that great tag team matches that has happened since that is kind of hard to it's easy to, for it to get forgotten about. But if you look back at AMW versus Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles, especially at the pay-per-view, they went insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harris went for a bulldog on Daniels, but he reversed into a, like a blue thunder bomb, but he couldn't get the pin because Gail Kim was d- being a distraction until AJ pushed her off the top rope and some random woman came in and took care of her commentary was confused. I was confused. The crowd was confused. What matter of fact, let me, who everybody was, this was confused. Mm-hmm. I need to look up who this woman was. Cause I'm, 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 I still don't know who this woman was. Uh, let me, what was this? Uh, TNA, we, we're going to review we're gonna research live on the podcast because uh i'm genuinely curious uh who that woman was <laughs> like everybody was confused with that like i'm 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 genuinely confused like who was the woman like tna woman mystery <laughs> let me put mystery woman uh da, da, da. let me see some it don't say who that woman was, but uh, if somebody know who that woman was, let me know at some point because I was I don't know if it was uh, what was that lady name who was with uh Sable in the in the Attitude Era? I'm, uh, I was thinking it was I forgot who it was. It uh, hold on, let me see Sable and Nicole Nicole Bass. Let me see if it was uh, Nicole. Let me see if it was Nicole Bass. Uh, was she in TNA? Is she? Uh, nope. I don't think it was her. Nope. No, it wasn't her. So no. it was it was some random woman. Um, I don't know who it is. Uh, what's up? J- what's up, JNC Gaming? What's up with you? I uh, appreciate hey, you stopping with us live. Um, I don't know who that was. I'm I'm genuinely conf- I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, AJ at, at, as the match progressed, AJ hit a massive phenomenal form i don't know what it is about that camera angle it's like a low camera angle where it looked like this man jumped literally halfway across the ring i know he hits phenomenal forearms now but that shit was insane yeah, <laughs> aj for like aj styles has oh god like to me his kicks are just like it like in a way you just you look and you be like oh my god like i really do like enjoy like just seeing him like do it like alone just like how Shawn michaels like when he did his kicks it's like yes like it's it's beautiful (laughs) like yes please you got any more moves that crisp like i know you do like aj was i think styles is great now but i feel like he was in peak form here like he was he was everything was crisp he was hitting the spiral taps he was hitting freaking um like 450s with ease like i feel like wwe should have hired him earlier but at the same time they didn't miss the ball too much with hiring him hiring him now so 
I ain't too mad at it. Harris hit Styles with handcuffs around his fist, but Daniels pulled the referee out to stop the pin uh, at two. Daniels hit a DVD on Harris and Styles, a, a standing somersault for two. So they was acting like a legit tag team. At, point, at one point, I thought they was like a makeshift tag team, but they was literally hitting moves left and right. I enjoyed this team. Uh, Daniels hit Stone with a low blow with the referee distracted, but then Harris took out the referee. So it was just a whole, it was just a whole bunch of stuff that I, had, I ain't have time to process at this point. Stone went for a beer bottle shot on Daniels, but he accidentally hit his partner instead. Daniels hit a urinagi, and then Styles hit a frog splash, followed up by the BME, the best moonsault ever, to crown new tag team champions. The crowd went insane with that pin, borderline mosh pit. And, like, this is what I was talking about earlier, when, like, the footage that they used for years to come. Styles, I mean, not Styles, Daniels, when he was celebrating after he pinned where he was just with his arm arms up in the air. That was literally on a lot of promo packages that I saw in 2010 because that was a beautiful shot. But like I said, this was a master class for tag team wrestling. If you haven't checked this tag team match out, AMW versus AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels, you got to check it out at least once or twice. I might actually go watch it back <laughs> like because that's how good it was. Next up, we get JB interviewing Sting about tonight's main event. Sting cut a 1980s promo, and my first thought was, why are you yelling? <laughs> I'm like, why are you yelling, dog? Like, I'm right here. What are you yelling for? What's the reason? What, trying, what, was the, what was the reason? Trying to get people to feel it. I was feeling it, though. I ain't going to lie, but I'm like, dog, <laughs> come on now. Why are you yelling? <laughs> uh the stinger says he can multitask and says a bunch of stuff to christian cage and wraps it up with it's showtime i'm like that was a typical steam promo uh then we get a look back at the history of tna they did a a lot of good stuff in the first four years of that company if you ask me um but then we saw a shot of hulk hogan what if we got hulk hogan in tna before 2010 that shit would have sucked <laughs> that shit would have been ass cheeks that shit would have been booty butt like, cheeks, what? booty booty what butt cheeks. That that would have like, been what? that would have been ass. Hulk Hogan in 2010 would have been detrimental to my sanity if I had to watch back that. Like, no, he he was in the perfect time because TNA or I mean, Impact has pretty much hitting 2010 to 2013 TNA from the record books because they're like that shit was trash. We get it. But I'm trying to tell you, if if Hulk Hogan was in TNA in 2004, it would have been. Add throw the Boondocks reference in there for sure. Booty butt, booty butt, booty butt cheeks. <laughs> Goodness. It would have been. It would have been that terrible. It would been. It would have been detrimental. To my <laughs> but moving on, we get who is the new face of TNA management? Uh, the new face is Jim Cornette. And my first thought was, oh, brother, this is going to be. That's all I can say. I was like, mm-hmm. when I saw him, I was like, I, my like, whole face well. just dropped. I'm like, mm, okay. Uh, 
This is the new. This is the era of Jim Cornette in charge of TNA. Okay. He basically cut a TNA is the new face of professional wrestling promo. He he's tired of looking at the old. This is is this. It's like when he was like, he's tired of looking at the old face of t- of wrestling. And I'm like, is this AEW? Oh, oh. they don't they say that same shit? Um. Was it a lively promo? Yeah, sure. Did I care? Hell no. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, uh, I'll watch it, see if I get any like audio bits, but I didn't care. It's a new day in TNA. 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 I'm like, come on, guy. Just say TNA. You ain't gotta say it like that. TNA. 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 Oh, TNA. TNA. You know, you know, that's going to be a ringtone. Like, probably. If it ain't already. That's going to, I'm pretty sure somebody's going to snip it and send it to me. Um, JB interviews Scott Steiner next. Uh, Don't you call that half breed Samoa Joe? You call that fat bastard sloppy Joe? I'm like, Scott. Scott. This is yeah. a Scott Steiner promo. <laughs> this is a typical Scott Steiner promo. He mentioned Triple H, Goldberg, John Cena, Sarah. He's like, I beat all these guys. I'm like, uh, Scott, you didn't beat Triple H. You lost. <laughs> right, you lost. <laughs> Let's not forget. Let's not forget. <laughs> so basically, Scott Steiner hates Samoa Joe for being a half breed and for being fat. While Joe just doesn't give a shit about Scott Steiner in general. That's literally the premise of this match. They don't care. No, uh, next question. Next up, next up, Samoa Joe is undefeated still at this point, and Steiner was rightfully a heel in this one. He was not miscast like they did in WWE, where he was a babyface when he his gimmick is literally a dick. So he should never be a babyface with this version of himself. Uh, Steiner and Joe was doing some amateur wrestling with Steiner getting the advantage until Joe spit in Steiner's face and all hell broke loose. He was like, "Oh, oh, well, you gonna spit in my face?" Well, let's let's. It, they was just they just it got personal. As the match progressed, Steiner showed off his his strength. He power bombed Joe, and when he went for the pin, Joe instantly locked in a triangle choke. And I'm like, "Yo, this is actually a horse fight." <laughs> I don't. I don't mind this. I was I was expecting it to be sloppy. I don't I was like, mind this. <laughs> I was expecting it to be. I was expecting mind. it to be sloppy. I was expecting it to be sloppy, but then I was like, oh okay, they're going for an actual hoss fight. Let's do it. <laughs> um, Steiner called Joe with a interesting looking sit down Uranagi uh, in the corner, uh, and then Steiner just slapped the shit <laughs> like as the brawl went. To the outside, Steiner went for a chair and he slapped the shit out of a fan off camera. Like everybody was like, "Oh!" So I already know he slapped. He he, he slapped the shit out of him. Uh, after Steiner cracked Joe with a shot to the skull, he got back in the ring at the count of nine. So I'm guessing the ref during the, the premise of the match, he was like, "Okay, I'm not going to DQ you. I'm just going to <laughs> count you I'm out." Try so. to count you out. But he, Joe hit the baby face thing and, and actually rolled in. Both men exchanged blows before Joe caught Steiner in the clutch, but Steiner gets out of it with a backwards kick, low blow, basically. Uh, Steiner connected with a half and half nested, at the, on, and Joe actually landed on the top of his head. And then I'm like, sir, you taking liberties at this point. This man is literally about to break his neck at this point. But then he locked in the Steiner recliner until Joe fought out of it. Joe connected with a big snap suplex to pin Steiner and picked up the win. 
I, like I said, I really enjoyed this match. Like, it was it was a hoss fight. I, I enjoyed my fair share of big meaty men smacking meat. So uh, next up, we get the main event. You on blood? <laughs> yeah, like blood, like yeah, it. give me a fight. Don't kill each other. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do, I don't do well. But blood, I don't mind it. <laughs> Next up, we get the main event of the evening is the King of the Mountain match: Christian Cage versus Sting versus Jeff Jarrett versus Abyss versus Run the Truth Killings. So the rules of this match is basically you're not eligible until you to raise the belt. Uh, until unless you get the pin or submission, and if you're the one pin or submitted, you have to go into the penalty box where the winner of the match is the one who hangs the title belt. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense, but okay. Uh, Jeff Jarrett doesn't want Cornette in charge, and if he loses, then he's not getting another title shot. Truth actually had the what's up thing in TNA too. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about that. I'm like, oh, so this is this is an old ass song. Yeah. <laughs> People over there, what's up? Yeah. At this point, Abyss you has never... That. <laughs> hey, man. At this point, Abyss has never been <laughs> NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He's looking to do that. Christian Cage made his entrance, and he was on the ladder on the outside. And I was sitting here pandering. I'm like, it would be a shame if someone walked over and pushed him off of it. <laughs> I was just... I was just... I was... I was Random I was, thoughts, I, like, just... I, Look, this would happen. I'm like, what if this would have happened? Like, what if what if he would have just what if someone just walked over to say yoink and just pushed him off the ladder? Like, that would be fucked. Um the match was basically uh it was a typical main event. Like I wasn't I don't have any like extensive matches. Like if you want to check it out, you can. It was a king of my match, if you understand that. Jared was the first one pinned, and now he must spend two minutes in the penalty box. Abyss got pinned by Christian and had to spend two minutes as well. At this point, Christian Cage and Truth are the only eligibles to hang the belt. Abyss and Jeff Jarrett at one point were teaming up on Sting and Truth. Jarrett hit the stroke on Truth, actually, from the apron to the barricade and to get the pin. And now Truth had to spend two minutes in the penalty box as well. Only three men were qualified to hang the belt at that point. While everyone was brawling over the all over the place, Truth yeah. saw his let his black card show out. He was like, while y'all do that stupid shit, I'm going to go handle my business. So he's like, I'm going to go hang the belt and I'm going to let y'all fight. But it obviously uh -huh. took too long and was pushed off by Abyss. Christian had Jarrett stuck in between the ladder upside down and tried to climb the ladder to hang the belt until Abyss stopped that from happening. The way Truth and everybody was climbing this ladder annoyed the hell out of me because it was yes. going so slow. I'm like, I'm like, bro. So, yes. I hate it. They like, still do it to this day. day. I still hate it. They still do it. Yeah, that's what I was like. I, I still hate it. Like, when there's the money in the bank, see, I'd be like, yo. Can, oh, any last match for that matter. Can y'all please like, climb? Just, God, just fucking climb. Like, y'all making it obvious that you're not winning because you're taking too long. Come on now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was like, man, it's the yeah. slowness for me. I'm about to cut y'all. <laughs> so Abyss basically so basically Abyss pushed Truth off the ladder and then he flinged it back and gave Errol Hebner his customary ref bump. He, he needed to take a nap at this point. Uh, the second referee Slick Johnson came out to count the pin for Abyss. Abyss went to climb the ladder 
but Sting pushed pushed it over and caused the bitch to crash and burn through the stacked tables on the outside. So got my customary table bumps. So I'm like, hey, I'll take it. Sting had the Scorpion death lock locked in on Christian until Jeff Jarrett came out the penalty box early. I'm guessing Larry Zabisco let him out and went on the attack. And then Jeff went for the guitar shot, but until Christian stopped it. And then Sting locked in the Scorpion on Jeff and gave Christian the title to climb. And he did until Larry Zabisco came in and low blow Christian to stop him. For those who don't know what Larry Zabisco's role is, he's on the championship committee at this point. So I'm guessing he he's siding with Jeff Jarrett. But obviously, Sting took care of him, and, Jer- and Jeff went for the stroke. But Sting reversed it into the death drop. Sting took Earl's hand and counted the pin for himself, and then Sting then climbed the ladder to hang the championship until Christian Cage came in and stopped him before Earl Hebner surprisingly said, I'm alive, and pushed the ladder, and Jeff Jarrett climbed the ladder and won the match. It was basically another screw job. Uh-huh. Finish the crowd through trash. And when yeah, Jarrett bottles and... Glasses. I guess they was pissed. Bottles, but they threw all kind of stuff. Whoa, like, yeah. I'm like, like oh, oh, that's okay. a good old fashioned ten. Like, uh, Jared was celebrating on the ramp, and then referee, senior referee Rudy Charles came and snatched the belt from Jeff and gave it to Jim Cornette. Who's the champ? Was the question to end the show, and I'm like, that was quite the way to end the show. I mean. Right. Am I going to search out the fallout from this episode? Probably not, but uh, it's it was like a title. Like overall, the show wasn't bad. I had I have I'm more of a, a shenanigans type of viewer now. So uh-huh. if it, the 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 brawl in the beginning with the with Team 3D yeah, and like uh, the thrills. James game, the two matches between Samoa Joe and and Scott Steiner, the the X Division champion, oh the X Division challenge, and then the X Division six pack. Those mm-hmm. are my two favorite. Other, other than that, everything else was pretty much ass, 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 ass. But now, uh, oh, and also the tag team match. So it was like it was a pretty much it was more pros than cons in this. But the ending was like okay, whatever. And that was your TNA Slammiversary yeah, review. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to move on to AEW Double or Nothing 2022. As I said, Swella did not watch the show. She was recovering for her own, from her own Sunday shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> and if you're looking for a like a full breakdown, it's been it's Thursday. You should have seen the show already. We're, I'm trying to get to the dynamite part. So you, you should have seen this. Yeah, show I watched dynamite. I did That's what watch I, dynamite. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, we're just going to pull the results out because we did a review last week. I to even watch dynamite because after I did all that and all stuff, I was looking like, whoa. Oh, okay. Like, like and then, oh, oh. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, so for Hookhausen defeated Tony Nese and Mark Sterling by pinfall in the, in the pre-show. Then we started off the show with Wardlow defeating MJF within seven minutes and thirty seconds. It was literally like it was power bomb, power bomb. So Wardlow is officially and without a doubt he is all elite. He is now officially back on the AEW roster. 
like oh. officially, like officially, officially. Okay. Officially, like you know he was, you know he was obviously, you know he was obviously signed. Like ain't no way they they not finna sign this He's man. Officially back. <laughs> He's officially all elite. Warlow is all elite. You know he got the graphic. You know Tony Khan had to get this man the graphic so he can so it could look official and all that good stuff. So you you know how you know how you you know how that be. Okay. You know Got got the got that his outfit on. He, he ready to go. Got his hair slicked back and everything. <laughs> Next up, we had the Hardys, Matt and Jeff Hardy, defeating the Young Bucks in a. It was a typical Young Bucks match. Like if you if you rock with it, check it out. If you haven't, uh, Jeff was looking kind of kind of busted during his match. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing his match. I guess he was reportedly banged up from his Darby match, that okay. no DQ match that he had with Darby. Um, and I'm gonna be honest with you, Jeff, I rock with you, man. But it might be time for you to sit down, bro. <laughs> you might, you might have to, you might have to, uh, you might have to go ahead and hang up, going, the, hang up the shoes. You might, have, you might have to go chill, bro. Like, uh, it, 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 it was, it was rough. But it wasn't it wasn't bad. But when I watched it back, it wasn't as bad as I saw it live. But it was like it was rough. What like what was it like? Was it just like the endurance? Like was it? He no, he was hurting. Okay. He, was, he was hurting. That makes sense. He was hurting. Yeah, you could tell he was still hurting. Like in certain parts, where he, he was like, yeah, you, you, you hurt. But they went nearly twenty minutes, and it was it was a solid match. Next up, we get this match. It was Jay Cargill defending the TBS Women's Championship against Anna Jay. Was it a picture perfect like a Chris match? No, it was it was solid. It was Jade. I can tell you right now, Jade is getting much much better, much okay. better. Like it's it's not even. It's, it, Man, it is, I, it is, I just love I love Jade Cargill. I don't care what nobody say. And this color right now is giving me life, and I plan on coloring my hair. So y'all stay tuned for that. It ain't gonna be green. It's gonna be another color. But uh yeah, I can't wait. I've been dreading it and dreading it for so long, but. Just stay tuned. It's gonna happen. I can't. But wait during the match, Mark Sterling <laughs> made his way to ringside with a crutch in hand and argued with the referee. Jay performed like a leg sweep on Cargill with the crutch for a near fall. I guess as the referee distracted, John Silver then ran out and performed a brain buster on Sterling. Then we had the one and only Stokely Hathaway, formerly known yeah. as Malcolm Bivens. He walked out and stood at ringside, making his unannounced AEW debut. Jay. Performed the jaded off the off the top rope to retain the title. So it is officially with pleasure to let you guys know that staff that Stokely Hathaway is all elite. This <laughs> man, he he was released thirty a month ago from NXT. He was a part of Diamond Mine. This man was this man is it, like people don't understand. I don't praise a lot of people in wrestling because. Most of these people are the same. They're boring. They're generic. This man right here, when you give him the material, he can turn it into gold. The way he talks, the funniness. Like, if you haven't checked out this man, you can check out Malcolm Bivens or Big Stoke. You'll see me tweet out Big Stoke. If you see me tweet out Big Stoke, you already know what time it is. I ain't got to say nothing. You just know. Just listen. Listen with your ears and not your mouth. That's all I'm saying. Following the following the match, uh, Kier Hogan and Red Velvet uh, held up Jay Cargill for I guess to attack her. Then I mean not Jay, Jay Anna Jay for Jay Cargill to attack her. 
Chris Statlander then ran out and started staring down the trio. So if they're building up Chris Statlander, Lan- Statlander for the TBS title, I'm all for it because Chris is is one of those underrated baby faces that you should always look out for because she's improved. She's no longer an alien. She's literally just a badass from Long Island. <laughs> then it was, it was obviously outnumbered, but then they were interrupted by the debuting Athena. She also made an unannounced AEW debut. She aligned with Jay and Statlander. So Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, Okay. From WWE is now a part of AEW, and hey man, I'm I'm all for it. I enjoyed it. Uh, the next match was the trios match, Death Triangle versus House of Black, and this match was insane. <laughs> this match was insane. Like if you like, I'm I'm giving Swella on live on live to tell her what matches she should check out and what matches is not really. It, like if she's not really into it, this match looks good, it. actually. Yeah, it, it 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 was like I'm trying to tell you, it it, it was. Uh, so the match was basically back and forth all over the place until Pack performed a 450 on Black from the top rope. Apprehensive distracted the referee while Pack took advantage and hit Black with a low blow. Pack went up for the, up top for the Black Arrow, but then the lights went out, and when it came on, Julia Hart. Was standing in the ring and blue mist in the face of Pac. We finally got the conclusion to this long ass story where they was, was she going to join? Was she not going to join? Malachi, hear me clear. The squirts work. You squirted in her face and it worked. It worked. She is now a part of the dark side. The squirt worked. And if you thought anything else, get your mind out of the gutter. I'm talking about the black <laughs> mist. If you're thinking about anything else when I say squirt, that is Y'all your problem, not gross. Mine. You're gross. Your mind is in Stop the gutter. It. You should be ashamed. Shame. Gross. But Julia Hart is a part of House of Black. Obviously, Black hit the black mask. I don't even call it anything else. I call it the black mask because they haven't given it a name to pick up the win, and after the match, Hart celebrated with House of Black, becoming the stable's newest family member, finally leaving the Varsity Blonde. And side note, like, this isn't related, but I'd like to give our condolences to uh, Brian Pillman Jr. He's just, he lost his mother. Oh, wow. Uh, she was actually on Dark Side of the Ring, uh, the Brian Pillman story, and oh, she wow. was she was on there and she was actually on the road to actually recovering uh, and like rebuilding her, her relationship with her kids. So hopefully we just send out positive thoughts and vibes to them. And hopefully they are actually trying to uh, heal with that and our condolences with them and that because losing a parent, let alone both is rough. So I couldn't even imagine losing my mom. So condolences to you guys on that one. Next up, we get the Owen Hart uh, Foundation Tournament Finals. These were matches. They weren't bad, but they couldn't. They it, it didn't feel like I just. This was at the point now because this show was. I think this show was reaching like two hours or three hours mm-hmm. at some point, and this was one of those matches where I was like, okay, this is a fun match, but I didn't really. And I was I was pretty much drunk at this point. I was two drinks. Deep. I was gonna say that's when it kicked in, huh? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was it kicked in during the first match, but it really kicked in. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so Adam Cole defeated Adam Cole defeated Samoa Joe by pinfall to win the men's Owen Hart Foundation Finals, and then Dr. Britt Baker DMD won, defeated Ruby Soho by pinfall in the women's Owen's Hart Foundation tournament. And I'm like, Ruby could have needed this win more than Britt because Britt is already a made woman. We need mm-hmm. to start making other people like, but I'm like, I'm not going to argue with people over this shit. So I'm like, whatever. Uh, then we get the America's top tag team versus uh, Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. I ain't going to lie to you. The game was on game seven. Celtics are in the finals. Uh, uh, I didn't watch this match. I didn't care to watch this match. American top team. I literally had this match on mute. So I was, I, I was, I had double or nothing on and I had the game on. So when this match was on, I muted this match and I watched the watched the game and Celtics won. And now the TNT title, Sammy Guevara and Frankie Kazarian cannot challenge Scorpio Sky for the TNT title ever again. Keep Sammy, Tay, all these people off my TV screen. I don't care to see them ever again. Let's move on. Uh, this next match, it really didn't. It was it was a fine match, but it could have been on dynamite. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly defeated Darby Allen by pinfall in about about ten minutes. Uh, then we get the women's championship match, the women's world championship match. The Thunder Rosa defending against uh, Serena Deeb. I'm not gonna lie to you. I watched this match twice, and I just couldn't get into it. It's nothing against the, the talent, but. When the build is lackluster the way it was, mm-hmm. I just couldn't force myself to care. Like, was it a bad match? No, the the execution on on the match. Like, if you just want to study this match, when, as a t- like as a as a guide to what you want to do as like a, a women's professional wrestler, this is one of the matches you study. But for me, as who I am, and at this point in the show, which was literally ten matches deep, I was tuned out i was on autopilot for the first viewing and then when i watched it back and i'm like this is a good match it was actually a solid like what you can you can consider it a top women's match of 2022 but i just could not get into it for the life of me no disrespect to the women in this match but i just couldn't i'm sorry next up we get one of the matches that i was actually enjoying uh Justin Roberts said it best. Shit's about to hit the fan. Shit's about to hit the fan. Anarchy in the arena. John Moxley, Brian Dangston, Santana and Ortiz, Eddie Kingston versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. And when I tell you, this is a match, like if you are a fan of shenanigans, this is a match you you go out of your way to check out. It's so much. Like, I did not even bother writing notes for this at all because I, I wasn't taking notes about this whole show. I was talking shit, but I was I was drinking enough. I took another shot during this match, and it was watching this drunk is euphoric. That's all. That's all. Bro. This was a fun match. You should, you should, it was a bloody encounter. It was a bloody affair. In any other match, basically Jericho applied the walls of Jericho and Danielson while Hager choked the um, Danielson with the table. Brian Danes and passed out Dustin Jericho appreciate society won the match by TKO. Like I said, it was a solid match. It was it was it was chaotic as hell. So much going on. 
<laughs> that if you watch it, this is one of the matches I like. If I tell you, I'm feeling slow as well. Watch this match live. Watch this match first, and just and you'll be you'll be fulfilled. It was 22 minutes of just pure freaking chaos, literally. Next up, we get the triple threat match for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. It was Swerving Our Glory. I don't know why that's their name, but it is what it is. Uh, Keith Lee and Swerve challenging Jun- Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus versus Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Stars in a triple threat match. I for sure thought Jurassic Express was going to lose, but they didn't. So, I mean, it was a match. It, and it was fun. Like, it was, it, it's like, I feel like the Anarchy and the Arena match, the three match, and the main event were the best. Ma- like, it, it woke me up after the two matches I black the three matches I blacked out on, which was the six man mixed tag um, and the two matches. That was just me. But Jurassic Express defeated uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland and Team Taz to retain the titles in about 17 minutes of, of pure anarchy in a tag team match that you can expect swerve is the coolest mofo i've ever met i've ever seen i wish i could meet him one day keith lee he reminds me of my uncle uh to this day because he has that that essence about him and ricky starks the future powerhouse hobbs the future jurassic express I'm not knocking their in-ring at all. They're one of the best tag teams, but I just don't care <laughs> about them as champions. But it is what it is. And then we get the main event for the World's Heavyweight Championship. Heyman Adam Page defending against CM Punk. And the winner of the match and new AEW World's Heavyweight Champion is CM Punk. This marked Punk's first World Championship win since 2011. Oh, now scratch that. Yeah, since his first win. He hasn't been champion since 2013, I believe. Oh, wow. I, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's been, it's been yeah, a minute. Wow. So, <laughs> but uh, while we switch over to the AEW Dynamite review, Swallow, what was your Sunday like? Like, for real. <laughs> What was going on? Dude, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> I can't believe I got to talk about this. Um, So one of my cousins got married. Um, My dad's, um, my dad, oh my, yeah, my dad's, my dad's niece. She got married. Um, I'm going to tell you this. It was fun. I will say that. It was fun. I had fun. It really, it was like a wedding. And then all of a sudden it went from being a wedding and it turned into like a family reunion. So, like, I saw, like, all my dad's sisters. I saw their kids. I saw their their kids had kids. I mean, it was just, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I had so much fun, though. I will say that. That's for sure. I had to be a bridesmaid. So, I had to wear my bridesmaid's dress, which was pretty, like, cool and awesome at the same time. I think, like, for the very first time, my cousin, like, really got a chance to see like the other side of me like coming like out of my tomboy phase a little bit but she knows like I'm always gonna stay like that that's not gonna change (laughs) but anyway um (laughs) other than that I mean it was fun like the food was good but we had to go like where we went um it was like a banquet hall where we were at 
And I had like, we had to be like an hour, it's like an hour away from over here. And I was like, whew, it's far. But I do know one thing, we were heading back to come home. Dude, when I tell you there are no street lights, like, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. I was like, You thought you was oh. in the episode of Stranger Things? Bro, I was scared for like a second. I was like, yeah, we gotta hurry, we get up out of here. Like you that lets you know you use a nigga. <laughs> like, like, we, no we, as, we as like, niggas, we do not we do not do dark. Like I don't care. Like you, you, I don't care what nobody tell you. They try to hype you up, say, Oh, you you scared of dark. You damn right. Because I am a black man in America. I'll be thinking somebody about to kill me. So don't no. Mm-mm. I had so much fun though. So um I did I enjoyed yeah, I did enjoy the food. Like I enjoyed like all the dances that we had. Like it was really, really nice. They wedding dance was really nice too. And um when she got a chance to dance with her dad, that was pretty awesome too. Like we had some little teary moments, but it was fun. Like I had a blast though for real overall. It was definitely different because, like I said before, I've never been in no one's wedding. I've been to one, but I've never been in one. So I will say it was it was it was a pretty cool experience. I will give it that. When I came home, I really didn't go to bed. Honestly, I didn't go to bed until how oh many my drinks gosh. you had? Oh boy, uh, <laughs> was about as many as mine. <laughs> It might have been that or more because we were already like pre-gamed before then. Like we we already had like a little bridal. We already had like a little bridesmaid moments and stuff before we even did that. Like we got a little gift basket. We got like a robe. They got our own name on it and stuff. Dude, oh my gosh! Like the only thing that really helped that me out you. a lot is the fact that I was eating. Like that, was that helped me out a lot. That was you. <laughs> No, that was actually one of the bridesmaids. <laughs> like, it didn't get that far. Like, it, it's... Which is crazy, but... Dude, like, I mean, like, it was it was lit. I will say that. It, it was lit. Everybody was turned. So we, we had a ball, though, for real. Like, I took a nice hot shower. Dude, I stayed up even more. I was, like, watching stuff from, like, UFC. I stayed up for, like, a long period of time. I didn't go to bed till like, 2, 2.30. Actually, really three o'clock. Let me just let me just kill it right now. It's three a.m. is when I went to bed. I stayed up for a long time. I was like, why am I not sleep? Like, <laughs> and then the next day, all of a sudden, like, and my brother, we went to go see Top Gun Maverick. So I paid tickets for that, and I, my dad wanted to go see it anyway. I said, yeah, let's go see Top Gun Maverick. Why not? Like, that's like one of my anyway. Like, yes, please. Like, I don't mind going to see it. Top Gun. <laughs> it was gun, and then Top Gun. The Top Gun is the first one, but then the new one they put out for this year. Cause I, I shout out to Tom Cruise. Thank you for putting this movie out. I really do appreciate you. It was really, really good. It really was for real. Like when you talking about like the sequel, it was good. It was past good. So it's like I, I really enjoyed that movie. Like I love movies like that when you have a classic. And all of a sudden, you kind of like continue it on, like it, and you do it right. Thank you, like yeah. I really appreciate that. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, it was really, really great though, for real. Like I, I really did enjoy the whole thing, and especially like being with my cousin too, because we took one of my cousins too. So yeah, like it was, it was great, gotcha. good little family bonding moment. You know, getting a chance to get my cousin out the house and let him spend time with us. We 
got a chance to get food. We got um, we went to TJ Fridays, so that was fun. Like we 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 enjoyed ourselves. It was it was fun. All right, so we're gonna move switch over to AEW Dynamite, the fallout from double or nothing the fallout it was uh-huh. it was their it was their grand day it was definitely a fallout when the mg when it was MG a fallout start talking <laughs> <laughs> it was a fallout from double or nothing it was their grand debut in la this was a, like the stars were out you saw a lot of people you saw uh what was um kevin from home alone mm-hmm. macaulay i could not <laughs> pronounce his name to save my life <laughs> I was about to call him Makoka, like Makoka. I'm about to say Makoke, but I'm like, let me Macaulay get you to Coken. pronounce it. Macaulay Coke. It's actually a dope name, though. Like Macaulay Coken. Macaulay is Coken. That, that that's is I'm a say. cool nickname. Like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. That's not bad. But it's Wednesday night. You know what that means. We start off with a trios match. Uh, it was a it was a night full of tag team matches for some reason. Uh, AEW, the new AEW World's Heavyweight Champion CM Punk and Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions FTR, Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler versus the Acclaims, Platinum Max Caster and the Gun Club, the Ass Boys, Colton mm-hmm. and Austin Gunn with Anthony Bowens and Billy Gunn because Anthony Bowens is still injured. We have a, but like a lot of people, I know people giving them crap about it, but we have a new AEW World's Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. Down the aisle from Chicago, Illinois, to the World Champion, C.M. He'd be the fighting champion, a tough champion. Really, uh, was brilliant. What's your thoughts on CM Punk being the World's Heavyweight Champion? Like your honest opinion. Just, just go on filter. You can go on a rant. You can tell. You, you can give your thoughts. That's what this this is for. You don't have to hold back. That's the point of being on, on the at the unleashed table. You don't. Have I to am, hold back. honestly, I am actually kind of proud in a little bit since it's the first time winning the belt in so long. But I mean, other than that, I'm just like, I'm ready for the belt to come off of him too <laughs> at the same time. Why? But I don't think it's never gonna come off. No, 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 no. That's a genuine question. Why? Why are you why? ready? For, why are you ready for? Because I just want to see a new person. That's why. <laughs> if they can rise to the occasion, but <laughs> you want to like no, like don't get rid. It of It makes me. no sense. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, what? let me say it like this. I want him to have a reign long enough, and then when it's time, then okay. But other than that, I'm happy. I'm proud. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I don't want him to have no 434 title reign. No, 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 no. We've been we've been there, done that. We. That's what I'm saying. I don't want it to be that long. (laughs) Say it like that, because the way you just word, you sound like a fan that that, that's just that just be like, uh, yeah, we have new champion. So when we gonna crown a new champion? So when we gonna crown a new champion? I'm like, uh, okay. Like, dang. We just got started. <laughs> it, like it, 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 it literally just happened. So what, what are we doing here? Sorry, I'm killed. I'm still kind of a little salty for over the little Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, her her title reign being over like in that 26 days. I'm still a little saucy about that. <laughs> oh, we all a little bit salty, but we, we, she got her retribution, so we're not really. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't really. <laughs> 
I ain't too mad at it. Like, look, 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 no, like she got I'm a rich reason. No, for real. Like, I do want him to hold on for it for a little while. Just do you it. have Do you have any like potential challengers you 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 expect him to face? Um, from your from your observation, Moxley. Oh, you want to want a, a punk and Mo- have they wrestled in AEW yet? Um, my- they might have. I don't think so. They was always on the but same if they team. They haven't been. I mean, Moxley versus Punk. I'm not against it because Moxley was kind of one of the best ta- world champions they had outside of Kenny Omega. So, I mean, I'm not against it. Uh, so we start off the show with a not that one, yeah, that one. We start off the show with a six a trios match for between new AEW World Champion CM Punk in the Ring of Honor and AAA World Tag Team Champions FTR. I didn't even know they were allies, but I guess because they both, they all three of them like the Hart family, so that's brought them together. Um, what, what did you think about this match? I it was. Like it felt like a. It, it felt like a solid trios it, match. It, it, it did. Like I actually like this one. Just to start off alone, because normally sometimes it's like when I try to watch a match, and especially like if you got like tag teams involved, I try not to fall asleep. To be honest, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, like I really did like this match though for sure. Just the fact that what got me was. Um, when the gun club, like when they first like came out and dude was like really just trying his hardest to like spit bars. I was like, dude, come on. <laughs> like you yeah, talking about, think, I'm gonna make you pay like Amber yeah, Heard. Right. I was like, hey, oh, we're gonna get into that. Don't worry, when we get to the chopping up segment, I'm gonna talk about that too. But anyway, all right. <laughs> but yes, like I was like, Oh, okay, like all right, I see what's going on here, but eventually, like I did enjoy it though overall. I was like, okay, like this is actually not that bad. And you, you know, you had a moment where CM Punk was uh he he kind of tripped during yeah. the um, during swing. But then when I and then I be laughing at people who be like, oh, he he's lost his step. When you if you study and you actually paid attention to CM Punk's work, he was never a crisp person. He never gave me the vibes like I'm going to script my match from right. flow to flow. Like if if something if I mess up, then I mess up. He never did he, that. He's more of a hey, we have to go with the flow. So if he trips, he'll turn it into a story and just go with it. So when he tripped, he tripped, and then he went he went for the diamond elbow. He said, "I'm sorry to the crowd because they let him know that he fucked up." So mm-hmm. he was like, "I'm sorry," and he and he got back the crowd back, and that's what and that's what CM Punk is as a wrestler. Like people, I guess because he 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 talked all this talk during the original pipe bomb in 2011 about this, that, and the third that people put him under a microscope. I'm like, bro. That's the past. I never want to hear y'all talk about that shit ever again. It was it was good for for what it was, but y'all ain't got to keep bringing it up every single time. Just to New Japan professional wrestling. Forbidden door. I know you're back there. Show me who I got. The Panahashi looks great. This is one for the Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Hiroshi Tanahashi from New Japan 
pro wrestling. The build to Forbidden Door, which goes down later this month, in about mm -hmm. four weeks. Uh, that has officially started. We have Hiroshi Tanahashi, I'm guessing, versus CM Punk at Forbidden Door. Have you seen a Tanahashi match? Mm, I don't think I did. And if That's I have, homework. I probably don't remember it. That is your homework. I want you to just search a random Tanahashi match and see how he wrestles and see if you like him or not. And I mean modern. I don't mean because the way New Japan lore is set up is like if you watch anything too old, mm -hmm. it's not who he is now. Okay. Like I, I want you to I want you to go back as far as maybe 2018, 17, okay. 16. Around the time when Kenny Omega was still in New Japan. Around that time. So that's what I'm like, go around that time and see how he wrestles and see how you like how would you match up that. That'd be your homework for the week. And JR said this is one for the ages. You got Hiroshi Tanahashi versus CM Punk at Forbidden Door. I, I'm actually I'm intrigued. Like I'm intrigued who else walks it. through that. I'm, I'm intrigued who who walks who else walks through that door. I was expecting a Kenta because Kenta been wanting to match with Punk, but I'm guessing CM Punk legitimately doesn't want to match with Kenta because he's the and Kenta is the innovator of the GTS. So, I mean, next up we get the Open Challenge: Johnny Elite, Johnny Mundo, John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, Johnny a million names. <laughs> Wikipedia is. Crying because of all these nicknames you have, but Johnny Elite he has signed an open contract to fight anyone in AEW, and finally, <laughs> finally, finally. But for Ambry, now residing in Nashville, Tennessee. Finally, the Redeemer is back. And for those Christian folks who are probably listening to me now, I'm not talking about that Redeemer. I'm talking about the Redeemer of AEW. I'm dead. Miro. <laughs> I'm talking about Miro is finally back for the first time since Full Gear last November. So it's been quite a while. And he has returned to AEW. Now, Side note, I'm going to need him to let his wife know to stop tweeting because she was like, maybe it's now it's time for check out AEW. You literally just invert inadvertently said that your husband's going to be back. You just spoiled the surprise. Right. Come, on. You spoil Come on, CJ. Dang, Come on, friend. Come on, CJ. Come on. You but friend. it didn't it didn't it, it didn't stop me from being from popping because finally this man is back. I've been begging for this man to come back for eons at this point. Where is Miro? When is Miro coming back? When is he coming back? Please return to redeem us from this crap that is the TNT title scene. Matter of fact, and then when I saw him, I said, you know what? Screw it. When is Miro going to face CM Punk for the world title? <laughs> That's literally what I'm like. When is this man? I want all these people to face CM Punk. I want CM Punk to have a lengthy title reign defense. And honestly, if Miro is the last obstacle, honestly, if they just screw and say screw it and put the title on Miro, if they don't put it on MJF next, I wouldn't be against it. I would not be against it. But going forward, anybody who faces Miro, don't give up. Nah, you should. Give up. Give up. <laughs> give all the way up. Give up. 
You are done. You are done. 280 pounds, and he's lean. Going at this one is it. Obviously, Miro picked up the win. Johnny Elite is elite at losing. Johnny Elite. Someone on Twitter who I'm following, shout out to him. I, f- I forgot who said it uh, yesterday. Johnny Defeat, more like it. But that yeah, man cannot win to save his ever-loving mind. He cannot He cannot win. He, he cannot win. Go ahead and leave this alone. <laughs> I saw that fight and I was like, bruh, just just quit. Just, just, just let, like, let it go. Like, you be uh, like, let, you like, let, let, let's not talk, let's not, let's not talk about that. Let's not, let, let it go. <laughs> Next up, we get the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, they, we hear from them. Uh, what were they doing? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but we, they, 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 they're talking, like, they, they, they just cut a promo. It was basically, Park was like, at double or nothing, we dominated anarchy in the arena. Therefore, AEW Galaxy appreciate us. Is appreciate us their form of acknowledge me? <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. I'm like, acknowledge me. Appreciate us. It doesn't sound the same. I'm sorry. Menard said, Daddy Magic wants to know double or nothing. Did you see it, huh? Because if you did, you you know right now that we're the princess of Pape because no one does it better. Matt Menard is is I like I like his promo style. He's he's cool. And then Jericho said, I know you all wanted to sing, but you don't deserve it tonight. What you deserve is the winners of the anarchy in the arena match, the Jericho Appreciation Society. But winning that match was not without its price. The that psycho Eddie Kingston came. Comes to the ring with a gas can, pours gasoline all over me, and wants to light me on fire. And I'm like, please do. And then he asked, he asked the question. He said, "What kind of man burns another man? You, right? Kane, the Undertaker. Like, come on. Who else? Who else? Uh, the Fiend or Alexa Bliss? Remember she burned Randy Orton at uh-huh, that, uh-huh. during the pandemic. Uh-huh, but uh, you know what? Randy Orton and Eddie Kingston. I need to know y'all y'all trick." Cause it was two years ago where I burnt my hand, and it took oh, me weeks. Oh man! It took me weeks to recover my hand to his his his, his, his self now. Rightful self, yes. But it took y'all day for a few days to recover from the burns in y'all faces. What's the trick? I would like to know. Cause I'm starting to think wrestling isn't real. Like how you do that? How? In all seriousness, we know it's, it was prosthetics. So we, 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 we're trolling. Right now. We're trolling. It was prosthetics. It wasn't real fire. It was Ain't no boy. <laughs> it was prosthetics. We, 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 let's, let's do that. And then he said, and then there's that other piece of trash, Brian Danson, who's, who says, I'm going to kick his fucking head in. After he said that, Big Jake and I choked him out, and he's not here tonight. And that's the same thing Daniel Garcia is going to do to John Moxley in the main event tonight. Because every time sports entertainers take on pro wrestlers, sports entertainers always win. Chris, I hate to break it to you. Sports entertainers are pro wrestlers. Are you new around here, sir? 
Eddie Kingston and William Regal walk out onto the ramp. Kingston says, I'll fight all of you right now. I'll fight you. You know what, Mr. Regal? Let them know where I want to fight them. And then William Regal did his version of War Games. Blood and guts! It didn't have the same effect. But I heard it. So I'm cool with it. So we're going to get another blood and guts match. You want blood and guts, you ain't getting blood and guts. The Jericho Appreciation Society then jump Eddie Kingston. And then... Oh, but wait, Ortiz, oh, the mad ball, <laughs> right between the eyes. Cut him off, cut him all off. Chris Jericho uh -huh. was bonked by San or Ortiz. I was about to call you Santana, I'm sorry. He was bonked by Ortiz. <laughs> I appreciate that from behind. Ortiz got in the ring and smacked Jericho with the mad ball, loaded sock, and he cut some of Jericho's hair. And I ain't going to tell you. He needed that haircut because Jericho's hair is thinning out like a mug. Like his, his split, his end. I don't know too much about hair, but I can tell split ends when I see it. Them some split ends. Like, good lord, bro. Like, blah, blah. Oh, man. Jericho screamed. Yeah, them some split. You didn't see that man's hair? That man got yeah, split ends. Yeah, I saw ends. it. It's just that man got some split ends. Them some, he need to let that go. If he, if anything, Obviously, Jericho was furious. He cut. He, he said, you cut my hair. My hair is worth more than your entire existence. I doubt that. You want blood and guts? You want the faces and blood and guts? Well, you got it. But I'm going to shave your stupid head bald. I want Jericho versus Ortiz, hair versus hair. I'm going to beat you, shave you, and burn you. Why? Because I'm a wizard. Um, Chris, I know this is predetermined, but I'm going to need them to predetermine that you lose because you need to lose. Your hair is oof. Your hair is your hair is showing your age. Especially <laughs> when he said what got me was some of them, you know what, hair versus hair. I like, dude, like if he cut your hair, it's gonna grow back. Stop freaking out. Yeah, he, he like he, come he, on, how many times you done got your hair cut? You, you know, you know he gotta be dramatic, you know, sports entertainment, you know. <laughs> let's be let's be bitches about our hair. Like, don't don't cut my hair. Oh my god. Oh my oh my god, don't do that. <laughs> Then footage was shown from backstage that was filmed after Samoa Joe's match at Double or Nothing. Samoa Joe was attacked by Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh, who targeted the shoulder. So I'm guessing that rivalry is still a thing. Uh, we'll see it, that evolve. And then we got the 10-man tag team match. Tony Khan, with all due disrespect, go to hell. Go to hell. Go to the fiery pits of hell. What is this match? Did this match need to happen? You know what I did during the, the Young Bucks and they won. They didn't. Nobody beat like Jungle Boy and Christian Cage and win. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. Oh, you watched this match? I did. You know what I did? I went to go take a shower. Like. I legitimately like I y'all thought people thought I was playing when I put out that tweet. I said a ten man tag. No, I'm going to go take a shot. I just couldn't like do it. I could not I, find myself to care about this match at all. I was like, why did I watch it? That's what I was trying to figure out. <laughs> you was like, what? I was like, why did I, did I even watch this? Like, like, why did I do this to myself? You was like, what? Like, like you was like, what? 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 What was the reason? What was the reason? Why did I do this to myself? Right. Why? 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 Tell me why? Why? <laughs> you was you like 
nah, I could not like the ending came. Uh, I'm guessing Red, Red Dragon hit the high low on Jungle Boy, and then the Bucks used the Meltzer driver to and Matt Jackson pinned Jungle Boy to pick up the win. So the Young Bucks just pinned the AEW Tag Team Champions. They're going to get those back, said Adam Cole. Sure, Cole. Sure, Cole. Sure. Moving on, uh, we hear from the newest signing in the women's division, Athena. She speaks oh, with Tony Shavani. Athena, she says, hey, Athena is all eat baby. It's not a surprise why I'm here. The competition and one in particular, TBS champion, Jade Cargill. Yep, Jade, Jade, all streaks were made to be broken. All streaks were made to be broken, and I am going to be the one to break yours. So you can say this or that, Jade, but I am the fallen goddess. Did you catch what Athena said, though? When she said, I'm going to keep it. What? Okay, this is a genuine question. What the what the hell is one hundy? Yeah. What I is one hundy? Maybe you know. I don't hang around. I hang around. I, I hang around I don't hang around a lot of people, so maybe you know more than me. What is one hundred? Have you I don't heard even that know what that before? is. I don't even say that. I'm guessing she meant to say. I've never even heard that. I know what she's get- trying to say, but, but it's like, uh, what are you doing? But Jade, let me keep it one hundred with you. Let's have a real talk moment. Tony Schiavone was looking at him, her like, I know for sure no one says that shit. <laughs> I know for a fact no one talks like that. And then you got people on social media talking about, oh, why, why is it always black people criticizing other black people? To, who talks like that? Because we don't talk like that. We don't even talk like that. Like, that's not even, that's not that's even not me even criticizing somebody. It's a genuine question. Who talks like that? I've never heard anyone talk like that. So I'm just like, Me what? So I'm, 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 my confusion turns into laughter like it normally does. So I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, uh, I would like it. And Twitter literally was just confused. It was like, and like, like someone said, what the fuck does that even mean? And I said, bro, this sounds like a Netflix, a Netflix comedy sitcom. <laughs> That's the dot that they'll put on that dialogue. I'm like, I know for sure. I wouldn't say that. Jay Cargill walked out with her new publicist, Stokely Hathaway, interrupting Athena. Now let me introduce the best talker in the game. Athena, 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 Athena. This woman right here, this woman is a queen. No, girl, I know you want your little title shot, but guess what? Not today. <laughs> the enthusiasm between like this was a more this was a perfect pairing. I'm sorry. This was a perfect pairing. Like it was. Oh, oh my God. Stoke Stokely, you not you got a taste of what I meant when I said it when he made his debut. He's this awesome. man, this man with this promo. Soon as he soon as they walked out, I I tweet my customary Jay Cargill tweet and my customary big Stoke tweet. I'm trying to tell y'all, this man. He's awesome for real. Boy. <laughs> Boy. That's all I can say. I'm like, yo, this 
was awesome. Like this man, whew, that's all I can say. So it looked like they're building up a. I'm guessing a trios match. Uh, it's going to be. I'm guessing the baddies versus Athena, Chris Statlander, and Anna J. Uh, so I'm guessing we're going to get that at some point. What, are you? Is that a match you're interested in? Oh yeah. Yes. What is your thoughts on the baddies? The baddies. The baddies. I don't. I don't care for that that's, term. That's personally. why I started laughing already. That's why I just started laughing when you said it. Because the the baddies. Gotta <sighs> be something a little more solid than that, but <laughs> the ba- the baddies. <laughs> the baddies. It's like to me, I feel like they do a little too a little too too much. Jay Cargill honestly don't need no help. Um I can I can get that. So I mean, honestly, they just there. Like <laughs> they just there on camera. It's like I don't wanna see y'all. Like I'm just being real. I don't want to see y'all. I love you. Don't get me wrong. I love my black women, but I didn't come to see y'all. Like I can't see her. <laughs> but 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 from 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 a um, analyst point of view, do you think? Like, I want them to have an opportunity though. Like, cause let's be real. Like, let's look at it from this point. Tony, they don't really book a lot of women, so I'm guessing this is a right. way that you can get a lot of people on the show. Huh? At the same time, as opposed to like. The customary women's interview segment, women's match. That's it. Yeah, like I'm like, actually down for that though. I do want them in the ring a lot more. But, but let me ask you, do you feel like the TBS women's championship feels more like a bigger deal than the women's world championship? Because the women's world champion wasn't yeah. even on the show. Yeah, that's yeah, it wasn't even yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that, like how y'all how did that happen? But yeah, like um, is I saw, there a way uh, we can fix that? Because <laughs> I saw a po- I saw a post someone was talking about. It was like Thunder Rosa may be frustrated with her her uh, her position because if you if you look at the time that they gave them for the build up to Double or Nothing, it was like maybe thirty minutes mm-hmm. in total from the, from the span of of the four or five weeks that they was building to it, and that and. And that was probably the reason why I couldn't get into the match because the build was lackluster. So do you think, is it, is it just, is it, am I wrong to feel this way of like the reason why Thunder Rosa is the way that she is because Jay Cargill is this. Yeah. People care more about Jay. Soon, like they put out a, a banner. Someone put it in my discord. They put out a banner of like the people who like the champions and all that stuff. And the first person I saw was Jay Cargill. And that wasn't even me being the horny Gresh. It was literally me just saying she looks like someone that will catch my attention. Uh-huh. I showed I showed the same picture to my sister. She's more than a casual fan. Like she's literally, she doesn't watch it religiously like I do. And she's like, who's the black woman? Right. <laughs> that was that was the <laughs> first thought she said. Like, wow. She said, "Who's the black woman?" She's like, "Wow, who's like, the who's black that? woman?" And then my that mom saw sense. her on my mom saw her on the Tamara Hall show because that's one of her shows that she liked to watch. So this woman is literally crossing over to mainstream. So I'm like, "Do you think that is like? Do you think that's hurting 
nothing against this talent, like nothing against Jade or nothing against Thunder. Do you think that's hurting Thunder in the long, like with this current reign? Because it feels like it to me, the way I look when I watched the show, it felt like that women's t- world title match at the pay per view didn't happen because I barely heard any mention of Thunder Rosa. And it feels yeah, like it should, like I, I feel like it should be mentioned more. Honestly, it should. I mean, like, normally when you think that the, I mean, it's like, think about it. When you think that the world women's title is supposed to carry more weight. You would, you would think, because the TBS, because the TBS four is more of, the TBS championship to me is more of a television championship for the women. That's like, that's like, you have the matches, you have the spark, the star, the star power and all that stuff. You, You build up the weekly stuff, but then you have the women's world championship being the pinnacle, the uh-huh. what you want, what you train for, what you uh-huh, want to be. Uh-huh. You want to be the women's world champion. And even though, since wrestling is a predetermined sport, you should that falls on management to make your champion feel like a big deal. Uh-huh. She, she, we shouldn't social media. Social media should not justify that. Social media should not justify it. And then you got people out here like they say, "Oh, Tony Khan listens to his fans." His his followers, because and let's be real, he is a he is a wrestling mark. Like he let, let's just be real. He he likes to he likes to listen to online stuff. Here's people online. T- there's people online telling you, book your women's division like they matter, like they're important. And that's not and that, and that's not saying oh let's do the customary women's interview segment. Because if you watch every show, there's always that one customary interview segment with Tony Schiavone, and then there's that the match. And I don't know if you caught it. Like a few, it was the it was it was during the the women's the Owen Hart tournament. Uh-huh. They had a segment with Chris Statlander and Red Velvet. Yes, and they and they had like an interview where Red Velvet was like, "Here, here's a strategy." And not Red Velvet. It's not Chris Statlander. It was Ruby Soho and Red Velvet. She's like, "Here's a strategy for Chris Statlander. He would do that." And when I looked at that, I was like, "They couldn't do that in like a natural setting." Like, you know how you do that, the interview, like, you know how, what I mean by natural setting, like, you couldn't have Ruby Soho in the back, in the locker room preparing, and then Red Velvet walk up and say, right. yeah. like, you know, act like you having a conversation. Yeah, and not yeah, looking. Yeah. Am I crazy for thinking that? Because I feel like I'm the only people, like, I was the only person who said that. I'm like, why is this happening? Why, why aren't the women doing, like, pro like backstage segments to where they're interacting like normal people and the camera just so happens to be there they shouldn't have to have their customary women's interview segment to further progress storylines let it naturally build Uh that's what i mean by the women's division should be should feel more important that's just me no it makes perfect sense (laughs) <laughs> but uh before we move on uh 100 though i can't i can't get that out of my hand i can't get that i definitely I still can't shake it either i'm just like uh can we what hey, huh you go what you go what what <laughs> but, uh, oh, that was my little my little two cents about it like hopefully they they if he listens to the fans or the or the people who actually watches the product hopefully 
he takes heed and just try to do something about it. Next up, we get Wardlow. Wardlow versus J.D. Drake. Wardlow's first official match, a part of the AEW roster. It was a squash match. What did you think about it? Did you like it? I it was it was a squash match. <laughs> <laughs> it was solid for me. Like I like it was it was basically it was basically to continue to put him over as a dominant heel. And every time Wardlow does a power bomb, you got Tony Khan in the back. Again! More. <laughs> One more time. For the house. Do it again. <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Um it, I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, and then, obviously, after the match, uh, smart Mark Sterling, who had the security team with him, Sterling served Warlow with legal documents saying he was suing him on behalf of the security guards. And fun fact, the security guards just so happened to be DPW wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> they was put, they was so... Mark, smart Mark Sterling is suing Warlow on behalf of Deadlock, Deadlock Pro Wrestling superstars. So funny. Y'all better go get y'all money. Chris Danger, all you guys better go get y'all money. NDA, y'all better go get y'all money. I'm just trying to tell y'all because Wardlow, he's a, he's a big beast flexing his titties, but he he's still yeah, human. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he still he's still human. Uh, next up, we get this tag team match. Did you care about this match? Did I? Hold on. Oh. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Mm. I did I did catch a little bit. I know Ruby Soho won. And then all of a sudden, somebody else came out there. I mean, the same oh. person. And then they hit Jamie her. Ha- Jamie Hayter uh, hit her with the trophy belt oh. from, uh, from behind. This match, it was a solid match. But this is what I meant earlier when I was like, the women's world championship should be presented more. Mm-hmm. Was this match really needed on this show? No. You couldn't have you couldn't have Thunder Rosa come out and build to her next feud. Good question. That's just, no for real. That's actually a good question. You see now you see, now you now you see what I'm saying. Like people yeah. think we're just criticizing the women's division just to criticize it. No, we have a valid reason. They need to be booked better. This isn't a criticism for the talent. This isn't a criticism for what they bring in the ring. We're talking about we need a reason to care. We need, as fans, a reason to care about your matches. And it's all about how you're presented. If I care more about a Jay Cargill match than your match, that says a lot about the book. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's all I'm saying. Now we talk about this. <laughs> we talk Ooh, boy. about that promo. That. That promo was very personal. In my opinion. Now, 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 I'm going to say this once and once alone. When I, I'm going to go on a little rant. When I tweet my live reactions to this tweet, what I don't need is for you to come into my, my, my DM telling me it's a work. 
No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest with you. I The more I hear it, the more I see it on my timeline, the more I despise the term. It's You know, it's a work, right? You know, it's a work, right? You know, this is predetermined, right? What is up with you guys in your obsession with having the need to know everything that goes home behind the scenes? What is that obsession? What is that need to, I got you. I told you it was a work. I told you it was a shoot. I told you. I want you to shoot yourself in the foot. (laughs) That's what I want you to do. I want you to work yourself to some bitches. You scaring the hoes. And I'm one of them. I just just call myself a hoe. They just, yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but I think people do that just to either like try to get a rise out of somebody or just to have something to talk about. And it's like, you, but you know, you, you understand my frustration with it. It's like, yeah, what is your need to be right? Like, why do you desire to be right? Because that's like me taking my little nephew or my little niece to see a Disney movie or to watch Encanto for the millionth time and telling them all, like, you know, I, I, you know, I know how they made that. You know, that ain't real. You know, that ain't really how they um, make that. You know, that's a green screen, right? You know, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a rope attached to that. So he ain't really flying. You see how annoying that sounds? Yeah, it is. As someone who wants to live the magic. I listen, bro, you're preaching to the choir. I know pro wrestling is predetermined. I know the magic behind. I literally studied this shit. But there are times where I want to literally suspend my disbelief and enjoy the product. Can I do that? Can I tweet that and not have you up and down? You know it's a work, right? You know that ain't really real. You know that ain't really, that ain't really, that ain't really happen. I am tired of you motherfuckers. I truly am. Just let me watch it in peace. Let me watch. That is, I do. I want to. I don't need to know the magic behind the scenes all the time. I don't. I don't need to know. You don't. Let it go, please. God, dang. It's not. It's not hard. But this promo to watch. But this promo, if you want to know, because if you're looking for results on like AEW, they they they're buying into this 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 being a shoot. So they removed him from the results on AEW results. They removed him from the roster. They removed his his um, AEW shop, all that stuff. The tweet, the promo started off like this. Someone actually decided to give a full transcript of the promo, and I'm like, "Y'all actually got this verbatim." But I'm gonna read it to you. He said, "This I am in a lot of pain right now after what happened on Sunday. But all of you people." All you people want to do is hear me talk, right? That's what you want, right? You want to hear me talk? I'll talk. But this is Max Friedman talking. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm not going to read it. That, I said, yeah, this is getting personal. This is, get, <laughs> is, is about to get personal. Uh, big big merger, boss. A lot of important executives here tonight to watch a product. Would be a real shame if something bad happened. I wouldn't want to embarrass you, man. Speaking of embarrassing, you've been trying to sit down with me to hash things out for quite some time, haven't you? Well, guess what? Too little, too late. Here's why. When this company first started, it was all friends wrestling. Everybody was handed a ticket except me. See, I had to write my own. And boy, do I have good penmanship because I've created moment after moment after moment for this company and I still get no respect. 
Nobody is on my level. No one. Everything I touch turns to gold. There is nothing I can't do. Every time I come out here, I am not expected to hit home runs. I'm expected to grand. I'm expected to grand slam, and I do that shit on a weekly basis. See, all the other boys have to settle for being great. I have to be perfect because I'm the 26 year old who is constantly held under a microscope because I'm the only guy who is capable of carrying this company on my back as I have for months. It's funny that I hear booze, but I also hear clapping. That's interesting. Where were you guys this whole weekend when you were calling me unprofessional, an unprofessional piece of shit? And they really were. I'm just curious. You're not the only problem. It's the boys in the back, too. The boys in the back all want my spot. So guess what? You want my spot? You can have it because I don't want to be here anymore. And that's where it blended in to reality. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about you fans, huh? You people call call yours fans. You're not fans. You're uneducated marks. You sit there on your phones tweeting out your opinions like they're worth a damn. Let me explain something to you. You don't know shit. Your opinions suck. Your opinions change at the drop of a dime, which is true. Y'all motherfuckers are fickle. He said they drop at, at the drop of a dime and then you pretend that your new opinion, your new opinions match your old opinions. For example, man, I always knew MJF was a good wrestler. Really? That's interesting because last time I checked, you guys pretended I sucked in the ring for a long time. And why is that, huh? Because I'm not untrained like your faves? Because I don't pretend to watch New, new Japan? Because I don't, I, dump, I, that. I don't dump my opponents on their heads, which is a nice little jab because a lot of people have been dumping a lot of people on their heads. Mm-hmm. Because I don't dump people on their head, my opponent on their heads because I'm not reckless. What is it? Because I'm not chasing star rating guys. What is it? And that's another shoot because all these people that we worry about is five-star classes. I just want some shenanigans. How could I possibly be the best? Well, newsflash, I am the best. I'm the best in the world because I'm the only guy who makes you feel. And unlike all those other boys, I don't have to do a bunch of bullshit to get you there. If this man, look, if this man wants to cut promos about this flippy shit, he became a babyface to me because I am not a fan of this flippy shit either. I'm just saying. I am a generational talent, he says, and you people consistently take me for granted. And it's not just you. It's the big man in the back, too. Tony Khan ain't that big, but I get what you're saying. Here's something you guys can't take for granted. Here's something he doesn't want you to know. Do you guys know who the second biggest minute for minute draw is in this entire company? Nope. You wish. It's me. It's me. And if you don't believe me, ask that boy Tony in the back and see what he's got to say. But whatever... You do. Don't ask him to reach into his pockets and pay the man who has been busting his ass for him since day one. No, 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 no. Make sure he hoards all that money. Make sure he hoards all that money so he can make sure and give it to all the new ex-WWE guys he keeps bringing in that can't lace my goddamn boots. And when he said that, the cold crowd popped. Mm-hmm. Because I ain't going to lie to you. That is true. I ain't going to lie to you. That, that was some truth right there. And the reason why, and I'm kind of leaning to that because I'm like, this man is signing everybody every other week. <laughs> it's like, uh, bro, slow down. Build the people you got. Hey, boss, would you treat me better if I was an ex-WWE guy? See, maybe you don't get it, man. Here's the problem with you, boss. You got a position of power in a wrestling company when the only position that you should be assuming is behind the guardrail with all of them. I don't want to wait until 2024, but you won't listen to me, so allow me to make it a little easier for you. Tony? I want you to fire me. Don't count me down, you piece of shit. You shut your mouth. Tony, look at me. Tony, look at me. And you know what? I can't do that part justice. Fire me. 
Tony. Don't tell me down, you piece of shit. Shut your mouth. Look at me, Tony. Look at me. I want you to fire me. You fucking mark. Fire me. Fire me. He was not having it. Boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> That's all I said, like, boy. Hey, man. You can t- listen, listen. I this was the promo for the ages for MJF. I am telling you right now, if he he should not be a babyface, he should not be a heel. He should if this is a, if this is if this is a work shoot, which more than likely it is, because you can look at the production. They was if it was a shoot, like it was if he was going off script, they wouldn't have been following him around with that camera. They would have been trying to cut away. So that's how I know it wasn't a shoot. But for those marks that like to always like to say, "Oh, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a, it's a work, right? Work yourself to some." Never mind. I mean, to say no more. Work yourself to go take a shower. That's what we need to do. Work yourself to go take a shower. Wash your ass. <laughs> like, 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 you gotta understand. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Of these people in my in my messages. It's a work. I know, motherfucker. You you don't have to tell me. You don't. Of all people, you don't have to tell me. It's a work. Beat it. Wash your ass. <laughs> Beat it and wash your ass. But what you what was your what was your unfiltered thoughts that I did not say already? What was your thoughts on this? It's just as personal as personal as it gets. Do you think? Do you think it was like a reality built? It was like it was a, it was a shoot at first. Like he was legitimately on. Oh, he was, was like, throwing shots. That's all I can say. Like he was throwing like, shots. Let's, at let's just say, give you what I'm to give you what I'm trying to say. Like he was more so like, hey, or him and Tony Khan was like, hey, let's just go make some money and let's just work this into an angle. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. Cause it, it that's all people talk about on social media. He's like, let's just let's just turn into an angle. And if you had to rank this pipe bomb, I won't even call it a pipe bomb. This is a nuke. This man was dropping. Nuke oh yeah, his- like he he went off. <laughs> like like if you if you look back to his first encounter with CM Punk, he said you drop pi- you drop pipe bombs, I oh. drop nukes. Oh. That was like that was a nice little foreshadowing. So he, this was a nuke. This wasn't a pipe bomb. So if you had to rank, because I don't do rankings, but if you had to rank between this one and the CM Punk pipe bomb, which one would you rank? Would, would this one be over the Punk one, or would it be the other way around? I choose this one. I choose this one. I like them both because it was good for the for for their appropriate time. The Punk pipe bomb brought back some interest to WWE because that was floundering like crazy it brought some nuance back to wwe so and then this one i'm intrigued like i'm literally like on the edge of my seat like what's next mm-hmm. and that's what i need in wrestling i don't need you motherfuckers in my comments talking about it's a work i need you to sit back relax and enjoy the show like i am I thought I be, and, and let me crack these jokes <laughs> just, just let me crack these jokes that's it 
<laughs> That's all I ask. And then we get the main event of the evening. A blood a, a blood battle between Daniel Garcia and John Moxley. All I can say is that boy good. John yeah. Moxley. John Moxley and Daniel Garcia, that boy good. Daniel Garcia, that boy good. Even though he's the Jack Harlow of professional wrestling, but he's good. And I liked it. Like, I really did like it. Like, if you didn't check it out, so obviously John Moxley won after. Okay. So basically, Garcia locked in, locked on a sharpshooter, but Moxley escaped because they actually went over this time. I, you know, they always like to lie and say, oh, we're going to stick it as long as can. They never go over, but they actually went over. But uh, Garcia locked in on a sharpshooter and Moxley escaped. Moxley splashed Garcia onto the timekeeper's table. Jericho then sprinted to the ring. But Eddie Kingston ran down and began to hammer Jericho. Eddie Kingston almost tripped, but he saved himself. But he, he wants to kill this man so bad, he almost he almost recreated Titus World Slide. But he saved himself. Moxley smashed Garcia with the paradigm shift and then pinned him. So John Moxley is 2-0 against Daniel Garcia. I enjoyed this match. It was a it was a it was a battle. Garcia is great. He he is smooth with his transition. I enjoy watching him work. Uh did you hear William Regal and, and Jericho on commentary? A little bit. <laughs> William Regal be saying I was going like in and out with them. I was like, oh. <laughs> William Regal be just be saying some shit. But I ain't finna dispute him because he can wrap me up like a pretzel, legitimately. <laughs> so I'm like, bro, I you you are nobody I plan to dispute. And then after the match, Moxley said, "Sign him up for blood and guts." So I'm guessing we're going to slowly announce people who are going to be involved in the blood and guts. Uh, any and blood and guts is going to actually happen the dynamite after Forbidden Door. Yeah. So we're getting Road Rager in two weeks. Then we're getting Forbidden Door in three weeks. And then we're getting Blood and Guts. So three chaotic shows back to back to back. And I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it at all. I am not mad at it. And that was your AEW Dynamite review. I actually enjoyed it from top to bottom. I did not tune out. Not once. Well, I did tune out because I did go take a shower mid show. I, I I'm lying. Like it, I tuned out mid show with a uh, with the six with the ten mat tab. That y'all can kiss my ass for that. You cannot pay me. It's <laughs> and as well as that women's tag match. I mean, it was it was decent, but it just didn't need to be there. Other than that, it was it was a solid ass fun show, and I'm ready for more. Thank you. I'm down. Acknowledge me. All right, now it's the time as we wrap up today's podcast. We're gonna wrap it up with the banner and scroll up. Take it away. Sweet. Um, so let's go ahead and I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just like all on my phone right now. I'm doing a little throwback to freaking UFC with Rousey versus Korea. If y'all know who I'm talking about, then you know Ron Rousey versus Korea. But I ain't got to that level yet because i'm still waiting for all these other fights to go through before me but anyway while i'm doing that let's talk about this uh lovely case that mr johnny depp himself has won against amber heard um 
I knew he was going to do a heavy sigh. But anyway, <laughs> it says he wins the $50 million lawsuit. Um, well, he gets $15 million and I believe yeah. he still has to pay her a million. Yeah. Um, so they say, according to TMZ, the jury just found out unannouncedly in favor of Johnny Depp that Amber Heard calling him a sexual abuser with defamation. Um, the jury further found Heard's accusations in the Washington Post was malicious. The jury awarded Depp $10 million in compensatory. Did I say that right? Compensatory? Did I say that right? Compensatory, yes. Yeah, yeah. That word, damages, and $5 million in punitive damages. Um, Honestly, a lot of people just, you know, a lot of people was rooting for Johnny Depp in the first place. Yeah, uh, so I know uh, Kayla Braxton out here running barefoot. Oh, yeah, that too. I saw that too. What ass cheeks out. I'm like, woman, what the fuck are you doing at your age? I'm like, I'm like, dang, Kayla, like, what's up? What's you going fine? On? You fine? You a beautiful woman, but you, you, you kind of ignorant. Like, chill the fuck out. <laughs> this is a domestic abuse case. We ain't celebrating this like the Super Bowl. Like, right. chill. Like relax. When I see shit like that, I'm like, man, when I see shit like that, I'm like, man, sit your ass down. I like you got some goddamn sick. But let's face it here, like, ladies. But continue, like, continue, continue. Not a great thing. Abuse, no form of abuse. Period should be tolerated. I'm just gonna throw it out there now. But um, yeah, uh, that was, I was just like, oh, well, but. Let's just face it. Um, when you have people out here in this world, at least I want to say people that are trying to do better about themselves, just let them be. Um, and if they are, you know, dealing with court cases and stuff, let them deal with that stuff privately. Let them deal with their own, you know, emotions like privately. Let them soak that all that in. We don't need a whole like like you mentioned before. Like we don't need a whole parade. Like just. I ain't gonna lie to you. This entire case was shown against me, shown to me against my will. It truly was. <laughs> she said shown against your will. Wow. It was shown to me against my will. Like I did not search for Amber Heard. I did not search for Johnny Depp. It just can't. It just comes. It just up. popped like, on my timeline. Like, I'm like, oh up. my god, can y'all please get a verdict so we can move on from this shit, please. And apparently we're not moving on because I'm guessing Amber Heard's lawyer is going to fight the verdict. And I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. fuck. This is how you know this is a whole bunch of BS because they streamed this on Peacock. They streamed the entire court case on Peacock. I couldn't why is this on my... Why do I need to know this? I, I... <sighs> I was like, I don't need to look on peacock and i'm trying to catch up on one of my tv shows below deck by the way i'm trying to catch up on that and you seen here with this if i wanted to watch court cases i could watch something else other than this like come on i could watch judge judy divorce court and paternity court for that matter i don't want to watch this this is what i don't need um yeah that, that's a lot um also What's next? Uh, 
What's next? Let's see. move on. I don't even, uh, even yeah, want to like, talk about it. I don't even want to get into deep now. Um, anyway, if you haven't, um, like I mentioned before, check out Top Gun Maverick. Great show. Great show. Why did I say show? Great movie. Sorry. Um, that is a great movie to check out. Um, also, there is, I think, some new games have came out for Nintendo, maybe? Isn't it a Sony thing going down? Um, I want to say yes. But if you haven't, um, there should be some new games that are coming out this year for Nintendo. Um, Check out the Halo series if you have not. Also, Obi-Wan Kenobi is on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if anybody else is Star Wars fans. Is is that another Star Wars thing? Yeah, like, and I want, if you finish The Mandalorian, then yeah, like, go ahead. I still haven't had time to finish the second season of The Mandalorian. I started it, but then I got busy at work, and then I moved on with my life, so I kind (laughs) of forgot. But, um, yeah, um, there is Obi-Wan Kenobi that's on there, too. Um, Paramount, well, Paramount, they still got Halo going on. Um, I think Halo's now over. They already did a season finale already, but it's pretty good. Um, Young Rock, if nobody else got a chance to check that out yet, go ahead and check that out, too. They are renewed for season three as well, so... That's gonna I started watching the second season. Yeah, and them them them, them jokes are hilarious with them them people that they were paying. El Undertaker took yes, me out. Yeah, like oh my god. Okay, so me and my brother we was just talking about that the other day, and we was like, we never would expect that, like <laughs> like at all. Like you got this white like, conservative, you got this white conservative Undertaker portrayed by a Mexican. Like That's, that man was clear as day Mexican. Hilarious funny but um yeah that was pretty great also um the rock has just announced on instagram i believe today that the trailer for black adam will be coming out june the 8th so next week um also jurassic the new jurassic movie will come out june the 10th so that's next week next friday um is there anything that i miss Oh, I still haven't seen this other movie, this psychological thriller movie called Men. I haven't even seen that yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. They say like it's it's pretty interesting. Um, also, I haven't, I still haven't seen Black Phone with Ethan Hawke, but I don't think that's out yet. But anyway, um, yeah, it's a it's some movies that some of these movies out here make you be like. Yeah, it make you think. And also, I saw the trailer for Nope, like, the other day. Now, I know that's coming out pretty soon. And I... You're, you're saying movies that I have never seen know existed before in my I life. I haven't so known this thing. Like, it hasn't even came out yet. But I've seen trailers for this stuff already. So, I'm just like, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, apparently, for those who are following the NBA Finals, Game 1, I believe, Golden State, are in the um, Boston Celtics actually are in the lead right now. I believe it's five minutes mm-hmm. and eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. So they're actually in the lead right now. Uh, if you guys are, oh, actually, so never mind. The Warriors actually, uh, who is this? Celtics came back and outs the Warriors and take one and zero lead in the NBA Finals, basically. So, 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 they, so, they so just- the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, you good. Um, they also just announced that LeBron James is now a billionaire. He, a what? He a billionaire now? 
Yeah. Hey man, congratulations to LeBron James. I I I I wish I was like you. Yeah, he's now as the far first. As, as far as with the money, I just I just want the money. You can keep the fame. Oh yeah, like I could, yeah, I take the money. <laughs> I ain't worried about fame at all. Like I'm good. <laughs> also, side note, someone asked a question. They said, "Would you rather eat ass or be on Twitter?" Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that was legit. Okay. She said, would you rather eat ass or be on Twitter? <laughs> Man, the thing, these people. You asking the cheek master what he wants to do. Do I want to clap some cheeks, Man. eat ass, or be on Twitter? My goodness. Did you, did you, did, did, is that even a question? I'm leading toward her. Not to eat ass, but I'm just going to, anything other than being on Twitter, I would delete it. <laughs> I knew that was going to throw you off. <laughs> you really did, because I was just like, what? I'm like, wait. Oh, I'm scrolling God. on Twitter at this point. I'm doing the same thing. Like I'm, still, I'm looking at Twitter myself, and I'm just like, wait. <laughs> and Kanye with these shoes on. Okay, I'm gonna shut up. Swallow wanted to do this to me. <laughs> Did this nigga just hit me? Why would you do this? Oh shit! <laughs> You're like this man right here. Like, but we're not gonna keep y'all too long because we already went way too over on time but uh any shoes that Kanye got on but okay no, we, you're never going to find it it's Kanye I know like that's I'm just like you know what I'm gonna let it go like I ain't gonna fight it but yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed uh 10 the start of TNA month if you guys want to choose what we watch next let me know uh or let me know on Twitter at Grush Unleashed or at Josh Gresham RG. And if you want, or I'm gonna let Swallow pick because she's she's about, uh, gonna pick some stuff too. Uh, but we're gonna it's gonna continue the retro reviews for TNA month for TNA month uh, TNA Impact month. So it don't have to be exclusive TNA. It could be Impact Wrestling because I haven't I ain't gonna lie to you I have not watched Impact Wrestling in years uh, since Slammiversary 2020. That's the last time I watched Impact. Sorry, um, but if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on social media. At the links are down, scrolling down below. If you, but if you're listening in audio format, make sure you follow us at Gresh Unleashed or at Josh Gresham ORG or at Swallow the Bandit Three on Twitter. Or if you want to follow Swallow on Instagram, what is your Instagram again? Dang, now I gotta go back into it. You don't know your own username? Man, I be I forget. Just I follow her on Twitter. She's private, but she'll accept you if she if she if she if she, if she get good vibes off of you. But if you're a creepy person. You can keep you follow. Uh, but if you want to follow all her links in exactly, you can follow both of us at solo.to slash Gresh or solo.to slash Swallow. Uh, and we'll, all, we'll obviously be back here at our regular time slot on next Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Unless something changes we, or if one of us have to be doing something else, we'll let you know. Uh, NXT take or NXT in your house in Hell in a Cell is this weekend. The question of them being reviewed is not going to happen. 
because the cards are not intriguing to me enough. But if you want to keep up with our live thoughts, or at least my live thoughts, follow me on Twitter. Because that's when I tweet. It is what it is. With that being said, you guys stay safe out here in these streets. And remember to always, well, it's Pride Month. So be your true self. Always and forever. I don't care who you are. I don't care what anybody say. Be your true self. Be proud of who you are. But remember to always eat, sleep, flex, and repeat. We out. Be breezy.